0: Tell me, tell me how the cow ate the cabbage. Talk cheese. Recorded live.
1: Hoaxbusters call.
0: Join the discussion by dialing 724 447 four. Call ID
2: 90337. Yep, yep. Hey, what's up? How's it going? How you doing? Uh, it's Monday, it's 8.32 p.m. Central Time, 9.32 p.m. Eastern Time. It's Monday, April 3rd. Ugh. Pardon me, April, uh, 2017. And my name is Chris. I'm the host of the Hoax Pusters Call, and it's Monday night. And uh, in the chat is Audvar Cologne, Dr. Fuster Cluck, Kalito Bragante, Mahatma Coat, Nino 210, National so Freemason, Papa Cat, Rich D. Stroy, and Wade 57. That's awesome. I'm glad you all made it out. Uh, well... Well, well. Um been uh rather busy last couple of days, man. Trying to get my old pickup running. It's got some kind of intermittent problem with it. It starts and runs great. It <laughs> it gives you enough time to get somewhere and then it just just totally craps the bed. And then you can sit there about 10 minutes and then uh it'll start right back up and run and then it'll run fine and uh yeah it's one of those one of those deals i don't i i thought i knew what it was at first i had an a inkling what it might be but now i'm just like i'm just totally i'm just totally out of the loop i have no idea uh but yeah i've been chipping away at it testing this and that and the other thing and looking online and going back out looking online and testing that and checking it and, Oh man. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, I haven't been doing much in the way of updating the blog too much or going in my emails or whatnot and so on. Uh, so I did a little, I did that before the call and I, and so I was thinking, well, I could uh, maybe go in and read some of my uh emails from uh, listeners have sent me. The John Adams, he sent me something. And I'm going to use this as the quote of the evening. Because I think it's uh, pertinent. It's from... War and Anti-War by Alvin and Heidi Toffler. Unreal, real time. The news media changed not merely reality, but even more important, our perception of it, and therefore the context in which both war and peace propaganda contend. Before the Industrial Revolution, peasant populations were illiterate and, and provincial, relying on travels tales church dogma or myth and legend for their images of of events distant in time or place the second wave mass media brought distant places and times into closer focus and gave and gave a quote you are there unquote quality to that purported to be news the world was pictured as objective and real quote unquote by contrast third wave media are beginning to create a sense of unreality about real events Early critics of television lamented its immersion of the viewer in in the vicarious world of soap opera, canned laughter, and false emotions. These concerns will seem trivial tomorrow, for the new media system is creating an entirely active quote-unquote world to which governments, armies, and whole populations respond as though it were real. In turn, their actions are then media-processed and plugged into the fictional electronic mosaic that guides our behavior. This growing fictionalization of reality is found not only where it belongs in sitcoms and drama, but in news programming as well, where it may promote the deadliest of consequences. This danger is already being discussed around the world. The Moroccan newspaper, the Matin in Casablanca, recently carried a thoughtful essay quoting the French philosopher Bill Yard. Uh, to the effect that the Gulf War came across as a gigantic simulation rather than a real event. Quote, media-tization, unquote, the newspaper agreed, quote, reinforces the act of character, unquote, of events, making them seem somehow unreal. Uh, Video on video. This real quality was simplified during the Gulf War by what amounted to television of television. TV two as it were. Again and again, one saw video images of video screens showing targets and hits. So important was media imagery considered by the military that, according to one U.S. Navy commander, pilots in actual combat sometimes reset their cockpit video displays to make them show up better on CNN. Some weapons, too, it turns out, were more telegenic than others. Thus, harm missiles zero in on our enemy defenses and are and, and tiny pellets at them. But the damage they do doesn't show up so well on television. What the cameras want are big bomb craters in the runways. Uh, new technologies for simulation make it possible to stage fake propaganda events with which individuals interact. Events that are intensely vivid and real, quote-unquote. The new media will make it possible to depict entire battles that never took place or a summit meeting showing, falsely, that other countries' leaders rejecting peaceful negotiation. In the past, aggressive governments sometimes staged provocations to justify military action. In the future, they may not; they may only have to simulate them. In this, in the fast onrushing future, not merely truth but reality itself may be a casualty of war. Uh, the brighter side to all this is that. a... The public accustomed to using simulation for many other purposes in home, at work, and at play may learn that seeing, quote-unquote, or even feeling, quote-unquote, is not believing. The public is likely to grow increasingly media-sophisticated as time goes by, and hopefully more skeptical as well. Finally, it is necessary to disabuse ourselves of the by-now conventional notion that the new media are going to, going to homogenize the world eliminating differences and giving immense unchallenged influence to a few. That CNN, for example, is going to jam Western values and American propaganda down 5 billion throats. Uh, CNN's current dominance in the worldwide TV news market is temporary. For rival networks are already in formation. Within a decade or two, we can expect a multiplication of global channels, paralleling the diversification of media already taking place inside the third-wave countries. That is, uh, that is quite striking. Is it not? Thanks, John, for sending me that, man. And, uh, right, right. And, uh, well, yeah. Is that not what uh, we've been talking about? Fake simulations synthetic events portrayed as real and then sort of uh shaping the minds of uh the masses i think uh yeah we're in the future we're here and how long has it been going on uh well probably even before that book was written i'm sure and prior to that too uh I got this. Yeah, John also sent me this too. This, uh, let me post this into the chat. And, uh, if you're listening on a stream or something, if you go to hoaxbusterscall.com, I put the calls posted up, and then, uh, at the post, at the bottom of the post, we'll have chat transcripts and we'll have links to stuff I'm talking about during the calls and I'm going to post this one in there right now before I forget. scoodoop And then I'll go over here and then I go doop. And then I go Bob, ba. enter. So that this, so what's the video, man? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, St. Petersburg, fake terror hoax, 2017, crisis, bloody actor. So it's just this recent, and a lot of times what happens too, I don't have television and I don't really, I'm not always tuned into the media sphere at all times. I don't carry a smartphone with me everywhere I go with all the news updates and all that. So I'll find out, like when uh, somebody sends me an email with a video link, hey, look at this. So it's this scene of St. Petersburg where supposedly I had to go look that up because that was the first I'd heard of that. So supposedly 10 people were killed, killed, killed or injured or or, uh, one of these of these uh, terror events, right? So in this scene at the scene, you see some ambulances People milling around on their cell phones, and then you have this young lady in a black hooded coat, just leisurely strolling by. She's like pecking away at her. Maybe she's looking at her Twitter feed. I don't know. She's look, she's intent on her phone, uh, not really too concerned that her her face is completely covered, which would appear would appear to be blood but just very kind of casual about it. So what is that telling you? I mean, is that a real victim of a terror? You were just in an attack. You had an injury so that to the point where your face is completely covered in blood and you were just completely 100% casual about the whole thing and strolling around checking your phone Maybe you have to upload pictures of yourself, of the blo- hey everybody check it out, I guys in a terror attack, you put it on a uh, Instagram or something. I don't know what she's doing there, so you got to look at it. I I, I, don't, I mean just, just totally nonplussed about the whole thing. Ah, yeah, a crisis actor, obviously, but. Um, It's funny how this stuff will get out there. It'll kind of sneak out there, which uh, you would expect, yeah, to some degree some stuff is going to get out. I mean, we've seen this several times in the past where you'll get a glimpse of something because there's people with phones and stuff everywhere, you know. It's like, hey, look at this chick. Well, she's got blood all over her face. Maybe I'll take a video of it and upload it, and then it slips out. But for the average person out there... I mean does this like videos like this do shows like hoaxbuster or call or hoaxbuster's call I mean or people talking about this stuff we do podcasts and whatever do they sweep the world like do they become viral and everybody checks it out and says hey this stuff is fake hey man this is not cool or react or respond or whatever no it's like their response is like oh you're an idiot You don't think what on TV is real. I mean, not everybody, of course, but uh, you still get that. Even with all the things now that you can point to and links and things that I've kind of collected in my notes over the years of doing these calls. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy the amount of, I guess, what would be circumstantial evidence to the effect that what Heidi and Alvin Toffler are talking about in their book is absolutely 100% spot on. And that's another thing. You can go read the stuff where they're talking about it, like these people that are sort of maybe in the upper echelons or rub shoulders with people, and they're kind of in the know, because there are people in the know. We talked about that on the last afternoon commute the Dr. Day and he gave a lecture, and there's a, a gentleman that was present at the lecture and he was told not to take notes or a recorder in with in with him into the lecture of uh, it was a group of doctors that were, I guess students and then uh, so this uh, Dr. Day just laid down the whole program. This was in 1969 and just laid out all the stuff that was going to be coming down, the ro- coming down the pike or coming down the road in the future. And then you go listen to that today, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's all here. This is all happening. And it's all very, like, brave new world and all that, and all that stuff is coming true. It's coming real. Um, and there you go. So, yeah, there's that. But uh, I wanted to thank, I got some donations uh, recently. I want to thank everybody who sent a donation in. I really appreciate it. Uh, I was checking for the call. Somebody just sent me a donation. Um, well, let me go dial dial it up. Um, scoot doop doo doo-doop-doo. yeah peter sent me a donation i appreciate that man that's a really nice donation and i appreciate that very much uh i'm not reading out last names because i'm kind of reluctant to i've had in the past of people coming back at me and saying hey i didn't want my last name read and da 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 but i, I, I i'm thinking about it it's like I, I would like to just you know give people credit and read their first and last name i'm thinking maybe i could uh, kind of set a policy now so that I can tell people if, hey, if you don't put in the uh, notation that you don't want your name read, maybe I'll read it and have the default to read your last, first and last name. So if you send me a donation and you just don't have any note that I'll, I'll just, you know, read your first and last name. I think a lot of people don't, don't really mind, but other people have some other considerations maybe and they don't want their last name read, which is fine. I don't have a problem with either way, but I think maybe in the future tense so that the default will be to just read a person's first name and out and everything and all that. Unless you make a notation otherwise to say, yeah, I just prefer you call me uh, slim or whatever. Uh, maybe we do that. But uh, yeah, thanks again, Peter, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, especially now I got a, uh, I got issues coming. I may have to put some money into my, I'll pick up to get it running. Uh, And also, I got a donation from Tim Aberado over there at the Fakeologist. I appreciate that, man. And uh, Jan sent me a donation out there in uh, the Netherlands. And that's awesome as well I appreciate that and uh I had them all here in a row but i'm um pardon me i'm i'm uh yeah the way my email works is that uh I get uh these groupings in my email inbox sometimes people will send me an emails and reply back and they say something back and then I don't notice it because it's in the la- it's it's grouped it's kind of funky the way it's Mac email is I I don't really like it and I tried some other alternatives and they really sucked so I went back to this but anyway oh uh Jennifer sent a donation in. I really appreciate it. Jennifer uh, from the United Kingdom. And uh, William from Nova Scotia, Canada. That's great. I, I, uh, I thought there was one more. Um, but, um, yeah, I'll go back and look anyway. And then I'll, I'll, I'll bring them bring on next call if i missed anybody i don't think i did but if i missed anybody but anyway yeah that's much appreciated helps me out helps the calls calls keep going and then the expenditures here and there and uh and then you know the uh you know time and then the processing and all the stuff that goes with putting together an audio for people to listen to it's it's some work involved and uh that's that's always always good to be appreciated so thanks again everybody and uh da 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 so in the emails i was looking at those as i was going through these and uh so oh russ sent me an email you doing a call tonight uh yeah russ i'm doing a call tonight um do 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 david williams says oh i just read his last name hopefully hopefully you don't mind anyway drove down to charlotte little vacay i'm telling you brother listen to your chats makes 11 hour drive go by so damn fast thanks for that and then he uh sent me a link to something but there's no link there david so if you resend that it I'll check that out. Something about uh biblical astronomy. I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, and I do generally look at most stuff people send me unless I just don't unless I get sidetracked or I just don't have uh time to get around to it. But uh yeah, whatever anybody feels like sending. Um like I was talking to Jim, and he was saying, "Oh, I send you too much stuff." I say, "No, man, send whatever. I don't care. I mean, like, I may not respond to everything, but um, like, I generally look at. It. So, yeah, don't worry about. Yeah, it's Chris at hoaxbusterscall.com, dot com. Anyone, uh, but yeah, whatever. And then don't like if I if if I don't happen to get around to responding, it's just like it, it's just because it, it's just uh, I have got have too much going on at that particular time. Sometimes I get back to people like way later because I go back through and I look into my emails and say, Oh oh yeah, I meant to go look at that and then talk about it. And well, you know how it is anyway. Uh, Rick, Rick Moore, I'll say his last name because he's on, he's on the Facebook. So is he's, he's a public persona. I'm writing to say once again, how much the show helps people out there. I've just had, uh, said he had some i don't know if he wanted me to read about all that he had some uh situations relationship situations it's been much help i really think john you should i think john and you should be hyping the donation thing like what? and forget about normal jobs and you kind of already have one keep it up cheers rick um yeah we talked about that before but uh yeah i i don't i don't, I don't uh. I, uh, always appreciate, well, I mean, kind of hope, hyping the donation things now. But, um, yeah, maybe some, uh, something will shape up or come about, uh, maybe along that lines in the future, to some degree or another. Cause that, I don't think that's, uh, <coughs> necessarily a bad idea. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, I'll, uh, let me uh, talk that over to John. I see. I don't know. It is. Uh, I think it's. It's um, kind of a kind of a touchy situation a bit because you don't want to have a whole kind of fundraising drive, and then it kind of gets in the way of talking about stuff. And it's kind. It's like hard. It's difficult to know how to handle it. Other than hey, you know, if you wanted somebody to throw a donation, throw a donation. Uh, I don't. I don't think John's set up to receive donations himself. I, that would be cool if he did have a PayPal uh, link so people could send him donations. That would be cool. But uh, it's just something that we never kind of discuss much. It's not that we're uh what do they call it Freegans or something like we we live free out of dumpsters or something like that so but it's kind of just coming on anybody that wants to to donate and then like you know i and then yeah well like i said it's kind of a you know one of those we just don't talk about it much i don't know but anyway um Dave in a cave says, uh, I heard your recent interview on the RNC Times. I was glad to hear that you guys keyed into family court issues. I was wondering if you know about how domestic violence restraining orders can be obtained through lies or exaggerations with serious consequences for the accused. I've written a few articles on the topic, including... And then there's a link... And I'll put this in the chat. But, yeah, anybody who's interested in checking this out, because I know there's probably a lot of people that are because of the courts and going through a divorce and how all that's set up and how it just really uh just favors one side over the other, usually generally the, the woman. And, uh, yeah, I let me put this in the chat. Doo doop. Right there. And uh well, it's 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 part of social engineering, is what it's about. And then like I was talking about before, how it how it kind of it positions the couple so that the woman has in this tremendous amount of leverage over the man economically in the sense that if there's a divorce generally speaking it's going to fall to her side as f- from what i understand i haven't been in an, i haven't been through a divorce i've never even been married so i don't i i don't really generally talk about that those aspects too much because i but i do have acquaintance acquaintances and friends and stuff that have been through that situation and uh it always seems to to come out the same. Like, uh, for instance, there is is a uh, uh, good, real good friend of mine. His cousin has a. He's going through a divorce, and it's like he is going to pretty much be just about destitute, <laughs> from what I understand. And it's like, wow. And then it turns out that his his wife slept around on him, and it's like, what? And it's like yeah yeah but she's going to get the whole shoot match pretty much and he's going to have to like really scale down and live in a maybe a RV I don't know he was talking about like different things last time cuz that we went to to the NAM show and I I I don't see the guy often but you know is going on the drive up there he's going into it and talking about it And I was like wow, I just couldn't believe it I said like, wow dude that's pretty hardcore um so yeah that that is about it's about social engineering that's the way i look at it it's it's obviously to just upturn the whole dynamics between male and female and that is just constantly being hammered away at in our in our so-called society or culture and what have you and it's just an ongoing process and then we're 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 seeing now where um you you're seeing this uh transgender stuff and this and and all of this and recently i got to thinking about all this stuff and because there's a lot of talk about it because it's like uh I, I frequently listen to this individual on the YouTube he goes by the handle pockets of the future and I've mentioned him before I really like his uh his uh, presentation and his and his style and what he and then it, generally uh, he he has some really interesting uh subject matter and stuff that c- kind of generally fall on the lines of uh stuff that touches on the, the this cultural shift and and this this transsexual thing and all that stuff that's interrelated to this. But, uh, like, here's the thing that um, occurred to me where stuff that we've talked about before, and, of course, I know that, uh, like, people like Alex Jones is... uh, you know he he brings this stuff. A lot of you know people in alt all media have have you know pointed this stuff out, where it is uh, these these uh, hormone mimicking chemicals that are in plastics and stuff, bisphenol A. Uh, there's there's stuff that's in pesticides, and then a lot, a lot of the food has got a lot of the pesticides in it, and we are kind of in this uh chemical soup like in our day-to-day activities you know we're kicking up dust we got plastics everywhere they deteriorate they break down they make dust they got uh off-gassing that comes out of stuff there's adhesives there's the new car smell which i'm sure is probably loaded with who knows what in there as far as like maybe some e- e- estrogen mimicking ke- chemical compounds and all that and as far as all that goes I've mentioned this before how okay you're you're, in, you're you're into chemical engineering and you're putting together some molecules you're making a plastic out of all the configurations that you could possibly come up with that result in a you know a durable plastic that's you know doesn't fall apart in the washer blah 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 you don't want it to break easy but you want it to, you know not to be too unmanageable to you want something that's going to do what plastics do but in the process we ended up with a plastic that just so happens to have the correct molecular structure to go into the uh hormone receptor sites and be the right precise shape and everything so that it disrupts the human endocrine system and screws with your hormones and that was an accident uh, wow I, I that's really tough to believe i'm not a chemical engineer but i i would think that there's well i know that there's more well i don't know but there is such a thing as bph free plastics now aren't there as a matter of fact it's advertised and labeled so it's like Okay, so it's possible to make plastic without having bisphenol A. Uh, so what gives? Why was it ever in there in the first place? It, so, and here's another thing, and it's something I bring up frequently. It's like government and the system and stuff. And um, Alan Watt talks. He 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 brings this up. He says, like in this in this in the system, there is no complaints department. There really is none. It's like what? You, okay. okay like what who is going to be like held to account for hormone mimickers being in plastics and then is it just this is plausible deniability where it's like oh well see we we made the plastics and out of all the hundreds and hundreds of configurations that we could have possibly come up with we just it it just happened to be a hormone mimicker uh sorry about that everybody and you know that you're Kids are being born gender confused, which I think that 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 could well definitely have some impact in the way that we're seeing this uh, so-called Generation Z come up, which I guess would be uh, sort of 13 to 20, I think. They've taken a survey of these uh, Generation Z individuals out there and it was like a ridiculously high percentage that says yeah i don't know if i'm a guy or a gal or what i identify as or gender or whatever i'm just kind of fluid and kind of going with the fluid flow of gender and blah 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 and it's like what that i, I see you read stuff and you hear statistics and like how do you know if it's true how do you know it's like i but you know, like what look around you i mean what is going on you know like, are are you seeing more effeminate-looking males? Are you seeing more aggressive females? Uh, that's one thing I'm meant to do, and I, I'll go back and dig it up and post it into the hoaxbuzzerscall.com was this, was this documentary about all of this and these uh, hormone mimickers and everything. Uh, one thing I haven't noticed or ran across, or maybe I have and I don't recall it or what have you, is that Talking about this in relation to all this stuff that we 're seeing with uh, Bruce Jenner and all this other stuff with the with the propaganda being laid down really, really heavy and I was thinking about it all in terms of this gender bending stuff that 's potentially which I believe it most likely probably is, and that 's what why you 're seeing uh, physical transformations in people and 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 more effeminate males and then people kind of with, um, sort of a, well, I don't want to go into that because it, it's, I think you know what I'm talking about. If you, if you've kind of been aware and kind of taken a note where it's kind of a, well, it's kind of a obvious that kind of the average person, well, you're looking at younger people. It's kind of like they've been altered somehow, but, um. What it, what it what is going on with this? Because it's almost like um, somebody like pocket of the future is talking about. It's like I want somebody like p- uh, flipped a switch, and we're seeing all this stuff come about like all of a sudden within the last couple of years. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's kind of just you know. me mean, John, i talked about this, and it. I think it's that this we're seeing what we're seeing. And this is just an idea I'm throwing out there. In relation to this biphenol A's and all this other stuff, uh, is that so? We've had this stuff in products for years, you know, decades, and and the average sort of environment of the household will kind of accumulate this stuff, and then it kind of builds and builds, and then it gets more and more ubiquitous. And then more and more products start to come out, incrementally kind of phasing in more and more of it. So it's kind of a slow creep effect where it's hard, hard, you hardly notice it. And all of a sudden you go into your third, fourth generation of people being kind of bathed in this chemical cocktail. And then you start seeing the results. And it reminded me of this uh, CAT study. And, again, you know, I didn't do the study, so I don't know. Maybe it's real or maybe it's not. But I think it was interesting in relation to this because, if I recollect correctly, so they had a study that was that was conducted on cats, like house cats. And they took half as a control, and they fed them just kind of a decent diet of, like, you know, cat stuff that cats like meat tuna blah here, here you go cat you know, you're gonna get this good you're gonna get the good food okay this other this other control group of cats like we're gonna feed you just crap we're gonna give you mainly dry food maybe a little bit wet food but you know the genetically modified corn stuff that's kind of typical of pet food now and that's what those cats got and so they fed the cats and they observed and they observed them for um, multiple generations and that's what's interesting about this is that the first generation or the initially when they fed it to the cats like the first group there wasn't that much of a noticeable difference like cats eating corn they, they're generally eating corn they're getting a little bit of supplementation there, but you know the cats eating meat there wasn't a big major distinctive difference some but not a whole lot they go into second generation and they started well yeah when these cats started having litters and the litters start coming up then they started noticing the big difference between the one control group and the other and they said they really didn't see a really pronounced difference to like if i'm recalling the study correctly until like the fourth generation and then it was like startling differences it was like wow this is where it kicks in the gmo the stuff like that now that starts to make sense in light of what we're seeing now where it's starting to kick in we're kind of in the fourth maybe fifth generation and we're seeing the results the fruits of the uh, evil seed of the plant that's been put into the system, and then now it's coming to fruition. And if I'm not mistaken, I tried to look this up, but I couldn't find it. I don't know if it's a false memory implant or what, but wasn't Victor Rothschild... I know he's mentioned in the book Spycatcher by Peter Wright, and me and John were having a conversation about this not that long ago. Did not... We talk about Victor Rothschild, because from what I understand, he was in biological warfare, and he was, uh, and Peter Wright called him out as like a a turncoat working for the um, Soviets. Well, it's like, you know, working for the Soviets, and it was like, you well, know, the Soviets were, the Cold War was phony. But anyway, he was like, oh, Rothschild was one of the guys that were Feeding stuff to them, and they were feeding stuff back to him. It's like, yeah, of course, you know, that's that's the way it went down. You have these select individuals that were at the top or at the upper echelons, or or maybe working down, kind of in the lower echelons, but they're still connected to the top, and they're and they're and they're networking among themselves, and they're and the elites and the Russians too, and the Russian elites. So I mean, they were obviously, but see, he was. I thought I recalled him having some kind of uh, hand in BPA or something like that, and getting that getting that ball rolling back then during the era of the Cold War. Uh, what would it be the forties or whatever forties, early fifties, something like that? That would make sense. So, how does this stuff get into canned goods? It gets into stuff that's gonna you're going to ingest. They say those bottles of water have bpa especially if you leave them kind of sitting out in the sun hey honey did you get the bottled water out of the car it's like oh shoot i left it in there and it's sitting in the back seat and the sun's been blasting it so oh, it'll be fine and stick it in the fridge but it's got them bpas in it it's been churning in the back seat and it's been heated up and you, see, you get a real double dose when you go to drink those later but um Sort of a cumulative effect, and you get bombarded with stuff. And then, and then it, this video kind of went into how it, how it, it where, where you really see the impact is when you you see it in pregnancies with studies they've done on rats and stuff. I was like, wow, this is stuff is really crazy. But I do believe that, okay, this is. Pr- you got to come up with some explanation for what we're seeing, and I think that make, makes the most sense. Because I, I know that, we you know, generally speaking, everybody gets a lot of propaganda, and they get bombarded with stuff in the media, on movies, and stuff like that. And, you know, we've, we've, we have we've went in and talked about that stuff extensively, we always do. But I, I don't think that that alone, I know it's a component of it. But I don't think that alone accounts for all this gender bending crap that we're seeing now. I think that there is a component to it that has to do with these chemicals and these yeah, it's jacking with people's hormones and then they're and they and they go to school and they're young, young young kids and stuff, and their hormones are being jacked with. and at the same time they're getting this, they're getting this propaganda blitz and they're getting these ideas put in their head. That hey you know do you, did you you know know that you might be trans and you might be a man born in a female body and blah 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 and they and they and they have this confusion already kind of initiated already with the with their hormones being jacked with and that's why we're seeing this kind of people jumping on board on this thing. Because not only you have it directly impacting this generation coming up, it's kind of like the fourth generation of cats, where you're like, "Wow, now we're seeing the difference. Now we're seeing it kick in." But you know, you got their parents and the relatives and stuff like that. Oh, uh, uh, Butch, you know, wants to play with Barbie dolls. It's like, well, why? It's like, you know, it's so all the the older the what i'm saying is like the old you know older family members and stuff have somebody in their family that you know would be i guess represent (coughs) excuse me generation z or what have you and then so they're they're dealing with that and it's sort of part of their new family dynamics and stuff now and so they can be recruited in to be advocates for it and never go into hey maybe they was exposed to something in the womb and that's what's responsible for this is like no it's all normal it's all natural this just happens and it's just kind of like happening now and we don't know why everybody that uh, Kelly sent me to some of his transsexual celebration day march 31st and she sent me that link to that and it's like yeah transsexual celebration day everybody everybody celebrate now because we got all these new new uh, uh, developments on the scene and it's all wonderful and we're going to celebrate it and embrace it and we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and and say that there's anything abnormal or anything wrong with it. It's all perfectly, it's the new normal. It's just the new thing. Everybody just needs to kind of just get on board the tranny train and celebrate it. And, and, and uh, wow, it, it's, 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 well, we're seeing it with autism too, right? We're seeing this autism rights movement. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with a junior... Now he's been in his room slamming his head against the wall for the last 45 minutes but no that's that's neurodiversity that's not there's nothing that's how he's you know he you know that's how he chooses to express himself he's not there's nothing that that may not be the way you do it like you when you get uh, frustrated or, or like you know like when I was out working on my truck earlier and I was getting really upset like I go and uh start slamming my head against, like, the wheel well for, like, half an hour straight. You know, my the neighbor's like, what the hell is that noise? Was, oh, that's that... What's that dude doing out there? And then, they like, they keep hearing it, keep hearing it, and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. They walk out, and I'm still hitting my head on the side. And it's like, what, what would the first thing that would come to mind? Like, okay, that, that dude's not... Something's wrong with him nobody does that was the first thing that come to your mind like oh that's oh i know that's neurodiversity that he's just expressing himself in that way and then there's like blood trickling down my head because i've been uh, i've been at it for like you know half an hour already no that's neurodiversity oh nothing to see okay never mind but no that's how we're supposed at least according to some people that's how we're supposed to look at autism now it's just like oh it's normal. Oh, you know, it's it's uh, they made a movie. Oh, I never did talk about that. Um on the recommendation I think Jay brought it up and John brought it up before about this movie called uh the, Ac- the accountant with the uh the dude's name escapes me, but uh he's the he's a famous actor in all these movies anyway. He's autistic and he's like a superhero, not a superhero, but a, but like, a, 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 like some kind of hired assassin guy. I, I couldn't really make out like what his particular deal was. Like he's an accountant and he's a bookkeeper for the mob. And then he's a some kind of a super soldier. Kick. Kick ass can shoot a gnat off of off of uh, Armadillo's ass from half a mile away, expert marksman, expert jujitsu, every martial art on the planet. He knows it, kicks everybody's ass thoroughly throughout the film. But at the same time he's a like bookkeeper and he's autistic. And uh some interesting things come up sometimes when you're looking at these films and some things that stood out and i guess this will be i don't care about spoilers so just for future reference if you're listening to me talking and i go start talking about a movie i'm going to talk about whatever is in the movie that i think is noteworthy and if it spoils it or whatever so so i don't have to say this again spoiler alert or whatever it's going to be spoiled if uh i talk about it um so his dad the this the the accountant guy the the main protagonist of the film his dad is cia oss no it's oss Or CIA. And there's just some interesting lines in this film, you know. And I'm thinking about it in the term of culture creation and the stuff we talk about and how the CIA is intimately involved in all of this. And all these movies are pure propaganda. Yeah, there was another one I wanted to post, too, I got that is propaganda of nasa nine eleven and stuff i need to post that one i got several on one post but anyway Um, in relation to all that and these scenes in this film and then his dad is cia and he brings up his son to be a tough like super soldier fighter dude so he doesn't get his ass kicked and that's one of the reasons uh, he's autistic and he don't he did not want his son to get picked on so he so his son learns uh every martial art in the book i, I don't know and then uh kind of grooms and brings up to be some kind of trained assassin i don't know it's kind of kind of kind of kind of vague on exactly why all that was done but i but i was thinking well it's kind of a subplot in the film that's not really fleshed out it's just kind of there And I'm thinking, well, in terms of culture creation and stuff, it's like the accountant is the son of CIA. You see what I mean? And now we're going through this phase of where everything that we would have considered in the past times as abnormal were being conditioned. And and the Hollywood films was one of the – avenues this comes to us our reconditioning process and we see the accountant and we watch it and we take it in and we relate or we don't relate or whatever but we have emotional response to it and and we think that we're learning about autism how it really works we never see the guy bang his head against the wall for 30 minutes but he 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 he, he, he you're told in the movie that he's high functioning autistic so i guess he doesn't do do all that um so you're being taught about autism and what it means and it, and it's and it's just the way it comes across in this film is that well it's not really so much disorder is it it's like if you can if you can have all these wonderful gifts and still be pretty much fully like the guy's pretty much fully functional i mean he's got some kind of awkwardness to him some social awkwardness to him throughout the film but it but he's not like out of it or anything and then the and then what's communicated to you through this film in so many different ways is that yeah it's just you know it's it's just a normal kind of neurodiverse aspect of this individual that needs but you know you know there's nothing particularly bad about it um they just need the special attention and training and um experts and I think that's important to point out. They show you that, how the expert comes in, and he tries to, well, what he's, and he, and he goes, to the, you know, he's talking to the father and to the mother. This is an early scene in the film. It's kind of a flashback to the accountant's childhood. And the ep- expert is interjecting his authority as, like, okay, your son got autism. Uh, I, I, I would like him to go to the special school, and I think it would be really good for him. And and the father is like, No. I'm going to handle this, and he's not going to be coddled, and he's not going to be... But you, you're seeing this dialectic or this discussion and stuff being played out in this film, and it's how... But what they're doing is they're training you how to look at all this. So, that you, of course, the, the expert is there, and then he's explaining how, like, oh, well, you know, your son is just different. He doesn't go into maybe it's vaccine damage or anything like that. It's just, oh, your son is just different. And... You're going to have to learn that you know. You're going to have to um, lean on us as experts, and we'll get your son through this and and make him where he's functional in society and all that. Uh, another thing, this thing that's coming up in this film is of all damn things. This is what we talked about before, abstract expressionist. The art movement, blah, 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 is featured in this film with this uh, Jackson Pollock painting that uh, is a favorite of this accountant guy. He he has it above his bed in his kind of like a little hideaway trailer thing that he goes to that's got stocked with all these weapons and money and all that stuff because he's like this double life, goofy accountant by day, kind of awkward dude that kind of is real abrupt with people. He's autistic, but then he's like this... Uh, assassin guy that's got like a hideaway but in his hideaway he's got this uh, jackson pollock painting that he hangs above his bed and he stares at it before he goes to sleep and i was like wow that is something else to see in a film after talking about the stuff we talked about and then looking at that i was like wow that is something else the abstract expression the the changing your idea your perception of what is normal changing your perception of what is beauty changing your perception of all of that and then have that sort of a uh an ongoing theme throughout this film this painting and uh he gives it to his uh um i guess a love interest i don't know because they never it never shows him getting romantic physically or anything but, the, you know, there's always that's kind of standard in films where you have the love interest and the and the deal and the guy's got to save the girl and the blah, blah, blah. Uh, he gives that to her at the end. And she's like, I can't believe it. I just got a Jackson Pollock. He gave me the Jackson Pollock. Oh, my gosh. And she's just cherishing it and hangs it up. She's a big Jackson Pollock fan, too. And it's like, um, hey, everybody, it's just paint dribbles on canvas. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that, but. But it's, 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 it's taking those concepts and like I said, we're going through this tran we're going through this transition, every, you know, a- age of transitions, um, age of transition reminds me of Eric friends, like, like he, he, he goes into a lot of this in his podcast, talks about this, um, so I put a, put a plug in for him, but yeah, um, Transhumanism, transitioning, trans everything in flux, everything changing, and uh, just like we talked about, yeah, it's it's you know it got kind of one aspect of it and how it, this stuff really got started getting really cranked up was uh, during the Abstract Expressionists and then the art and the and what it meant to have art and Andy Warhol and the blah 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 and then the offshoot of the music that was closely related to that and how that was deconstructing everything that was. Uh, commonly known about music Air to four and then you know you have punk rock and then all this other stuff that is kind of like an extension of that and you can see how all of this stuff sort of ties in together and i think this film is a good example of that uh as far as the watchability of the film i i generally struggle to be able to sit down and do an entire film and or hollywood movie and watch the whole thing from beginning to end but this one was not too bad as far as it's it's pacing and it's timing and it kind of it kind of moves along and it kind of keeps you it kind of keeps you suckered in so that it's not too i i just get generally i get especially with action films like that i just get like just it starts going into the fight scene and i've in the past and growing up i've i've seen so many of those that it's like it's so formulaic i just instantly get bored um but you know there's exceptions where it's like that was a pretty damn good fight scene that was pretty intense this movie has some of those in there or it's like so in other words it's it's watchable on that level um but um yeah the stuff that's in there is pretty amazing and uh it, but you know keep in mind that it's it's there to propagandize you and to condition you and to shape and mold your thinking sort toward, towards certain things and i think primarily this was a, this was a film to mold and shape people's thoughts and ideas and opinions uh, on autism and just like all oh, the propaganda it'll be to deleterious effects no doubt uh we're already starting to see it where it's like oh we don't want to look at it as an illness anymore we want to look at it as just like we're looking at transsexuals now and actually has the gall and audacity to make all these cross comparisons with um like black people, like th- that were born black, and then prejudice and stuff like that, and like th- and like all this is just like it's, it's like no, you're talking about mentally ill people, and then like with, in the case of autistic, some some sort of like really r- really uh, extreme like neuro neuro neurotoxicity and damage. You know, it's not it, that that is not a that's not in line with. Uh, civil rights at all is i'm not saying that these i'm not saying at all that any of these people should be uh, discriminated against or anything like that i'm not even saying that i'm just saying that the way that is presented it's like presented as oh this is just another this is just another branch on our evolutionary tree uh we're going into the la la land with this but it needs to be embraced and accepted as normal that's what i'm talking about um yeah not, not talking about individuals or sh- should they if, of course they shouldn't be uh ridiculed oppressed or i i even mean these uh transactional people too i don't i don't i don't think it, it it serves any useful purpose to go into mockery and to like uh want to you know to to go at it with these people and and want to make them feel like um like uh like they they they're, they're not people you know they are people but they have but at the same time too it's like you don't feed into people's delusions and say well you're actually a woman when you're a man that's not that's not helping them that's what i'm saying that's my position and if somebody says well well that makes you bigoted or makes you a hater it's like no it doesn't make me bigoted or make me a hater at all that is my view of this and i'm and i'm totally entitled to that view and if you don't like it, you're a dementophobe. You're afraid of calling a mental illness a mental illness. You're afraid of mental illness. You're a dementophobe. That's what you're called. That's the name for you. phobe, or however you say it. phobe. You're afraid of mental illness. That And you hate mentally ill people. You just throw that back at That's what I do. I throw that back Dementophobe. Oh, you're a transphobe. Oh, you're a dementophobe. Works both ways. It works both ways. You can you, you, your 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 criteria. You set your criteria where it needs to be, where it's like, well, what is this? Is this a man that's actually a female? It's like, hell no, it's not. Well, what is it? Well, it's better explained, best explained as a as a mental aberration or mental illness. That's probably facilitated. Could well be facilitated. Probably is facilitated by a aberration that is a result of a chemical that they've been exposed to that shouldn't be there and that should be a part of it so that should give plenty of good reason not to hate anybody should it because they can't help it and uh but it should be recognized for what it is in reality not a new not a new uh being popping up on the scene out of nowhere for no reason there's a reason there's a plan behind all this and go listen to that dr day 1969 lecture if you doubt that because it's all right in there the guy's talking about it he said what's coming up this is going to be all this gender stuff there's all this stuff the promotion of homosexuality all that stuff and that was back in 1969 uh, he was an insider, obviously, that got – got. Uh, he went on to work. This Dr. Day individual went on to work in Planned Parenthood and those kind of organizations like that. I don't think he was necessarily against all this. He thought it was a good thing. The world's getting overpopulated, the Malthusian doctrine that, that a lot of people in the uh, elite classes uh, glom onto. I'm not saying all of them do, but a lot of them do. And then they can get very good cushy jobs, and they can go forward into their – uh, successful careers and um, and then they have this uh, proclivity to look down on everybody else because that you know why be rich and why be wealthy unless you can look down on other people what's the point um, not everybody that rich and wealthy does I'm not saying that but there is certainly those that do uh, that is uh, part of it so yeah check that out Dr. Day Lecture nineteen sixty
3: nine. Scoot dip doop doo
2: doop doo do. Oh Man, I've been running my Yapper for an hour and fourteen minutes. So what I'm gonna do I think what I wanna do right now is take a I don't normally do this, but I really gotta go to the facilities, or the toilet, or what have you. And right, right now what I'm trying to do is uh, bring up some hold music, bring up some hold music to play while I go to the restroom and take a break. Just everybody take a break, take a breather, talk about some heavy-duty subject matter, maybe you want to, like, uh, grab a snack, Let the uh, let the dog outside uh or cat or hamster or whatever um no don't put your hamster outside he might get uh might get eaten by a cat um do 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 yeah and then we'll come back we'll play the bumper and then we'll do caller enters Uh, Shelly man and his men slow and easy on K hoax. K H O X. Yeah, I had to take a quick break. Anyway, I got. Uh,
1: Collar inner.
2: That sound means uh, people are calling in. Let me. Uh, ooh, Dr. Fuster Cluck. Has been holding first. I'll bring him on first. Uh, here's the number. Thank you for listening to the Hoax Busters call. You can join the discussion by dialing area code 724. 724- 444 caller ID 90337, hoaxbusters, Co-busters. 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 conspiracy, Co-busters. 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 or just theory.
0: That's correct. All right.
2: Oh, let me double check that. Okay. That's good. What is happening? Uh oh. All right. No. That's good. Wow. It's locked up for a second. My recorder locked it. Anyway. So we got, uh, hey, how's it going, uh, Dr. Fuster Club?
4: That's me. Doing well. How are you, Chris?
2: I'm doing well. Just, you know, like I said, having uh, mechanical issues with my pickup and whatnot. No big deal, but I, I like to have my truck running and operational in the coordinates and all that. And uh yeah. It's just uh it's one of those things. One of those things. Are you uh mechanically inclined?
4: Not especially. Did you say your truck?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like you stopped by so you y- you know my Nissan truck.
4: Yeah, it's a classic.
2: It's a classic, right. Vintage model. And it it has really been a good truck, I have to say that. So I can't badmouth Nissans as a product. I can't do that.
4: I I had a Nissan Maxima nineteen eighty three. It's a it's the year they talk. Oh, they have what? The talking cars. Yeah, it would say like, key is in the ignition. Oh, wow. Or sometimes it would say, left door is open. But one time I was having trouble with the alternator and I, there was a bunch of people in the car. We were going somewhere and, and it said, uh,
3: key is in the ignition.
4: So everyone knew there was a
2: problem. Oh, that's kind of a nice you know, voice, feature where the voice, the, voice the voice will have like a like when your car something's going on with your car, your the voice of the car will have like a that sounds like they're like got the flu or something.
4: Yeah, well it was just didn't have enough power, so it was just it was just it was amusing. It was a symptom. Well not at the time. I guess it's amusing now. I uh, I think left it's me uh, stranded. Yeah. At least yeah. But Started, well, I think Nissan's is good.
2: It started letting you know that it was sick. Talking to you. That's yeah. what
4: our products in the yeah. f-
2: future are going to do. They're going to tell you, hey, I got a problem. You need to order blah, blah, blah. And then you. Maybe. Yeah, and then you got to go online think, and you look it up and it's like, damn, I got to put that in there? Shit. Yes, I highly recommend it well, if you it don't don't want me to function good.
4: It'll probably be expensive, whatever it is. Well, yeah, it's... Uh, in the future. Planned obsolescence.
2: Planned obsolescence, exactly. Yeah, everything is planned in obsolescence. I was looking at the carburetor, and then it was a linkage that was broken, and I was, like, thinking, oh, that's my problem, or there's a good chance that it is. I wasn't, like, totally you know putting everything on that i was like well that could be probably a component like a linkage that's broke on my carburetor so i so i was looking at it and it's like wow that little linkage is you know most of it's metal and it's going to this vacuum pull off and the and the connector coming out of the vacuum pull off is plastic and then plastic just deteriorated and
4: broke i know i know what you should do you should take your 3d printer get to work on that
2: well actually i just drilled a hole through the plastic and then wired it back to the metal linkage but it was like you know so it's that's back on now but it's like why why do they make that out of plastic it's planned obsolescence it's like you know if it was made out of metal it probably would last no telling how long you know,
4: but well, not, they can you make, notice they that they in can make heirloom. They could make heirloom carburetors if they wanted to. It would last forever.
2: Oh, yeah. I uh, read stuff, too, that says, like, yeah, they could, with the tolerances they could put on machine-tooled stuff now, which they could do, like, really ridiculously high tolerances. That means, like, where all the parts fit just, you know, so perfectly... They said they even to the point now they have a capability where they can design an engine that's completely, totally sealed. That'd be like a 400 year engine that wouldn't even use uh, lubricant because it'd be so dialed in as far as the tolerances. They said, oh, that's totally doable. And no, it wouldn't be that big of an issue either. And it wouldn't be incredibly expensive to do. This is all well, it's all within the capabilities now but um, no that's not something you're going to see or have available to you um, because that's not how our system works and that's interesting like we still have a lot of people that are like into scientism and all that like you know science is going to solve all our problems we just got to give it time and they're going to figure out everything and all the missing links and all that are going to be found and it's just a matter of time and all of that you know, science is working on it. Science is working on the problems. Yeah, we got everybody jacked up on bisphenol A and it's gender bending them and everything. But uh, yeah, we'll sort that out. Amazing. We just didn't know. And then yeah, then we got planned obsolescence all around us. But n- n- none of that factors in to where it's like, wow, the state of engineering is so piss poor in 2017 that this thing I just bought last year is now already broken. It's like no, it's designed specifically to break at a certain amount of duty cycles, and it's and, and it's you know you've you got to go back and to the Walmart and buy you another uh, coffee grinder or whatever. I got a coffee grinder that I've repaired, I don't know how many times, and it you know the planned obsolescence on the thing, it made it to where I could still fix it but that's kind of a rare thing but uh, it was like uh it's kind of a challenge for me to just like how how long could i make a damn thing last before i finally have to throw it in the trash but um
4: it well it's yeah. kind of fun
2: it's kind of fun yeah and it's kind of irritating too it's like uh i certainly planned on doing other things last couple of days but no i'm under the hood of a. Uh, of an 85 nissan and i got this problem that is like uh intermittent and it's like it could be any one of a dozen things you know as relatively simple as the truck is and that's why i like driving the older stuff is that it's you can actually uh figure something out if you got something going on because it's it's in comparison to what's the newer cars are. you know you could have something in a embedded in a in a circuit board somewhere and they never figure it out, you know. But uh
4: well, I used to drive I used to drive old Volkswagens from the seventies and there's a book um written by Hippies called How to Keep Your Volkswagen Alive for the Complete Idiot and it's just very layman's terms, how you how you take everything apart and do the repairs and and I think back then it was just not a problem you could take your whole car apart and put it back together just for fun and don't have to worry too much
2: oh yeah those are great uh, my dad was a Volkswagen Beetle sort of aficionado auto. remember that when I was a kid like he had a couple of those and he was always messing around with them and uh they're yeah they're they're uh something that you can actually take and pull the engine out of without w- with one person like you can take and remove it without that much uh problem and uh, well they were originally
4: for the German army so they they wanted them be easy to exchange parts and fix in the field and lightweight so they could Get out of the mud and things like that so they're practical
2: yeah there's a lot to be said for that and they're still around and you still see them on the road i don't see them that often much anymore around here but yeah if i go out to california to visit and i'll 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 see those around old volkswagen beetles and all that people a lot of people out there still drive them uh yeah those cars are still around and there's still parts available for them well, it's like this truck I got. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a what would you call it, a cult uh, car? I mean, there's like a forums and stuff dedicated to them, and a lot of a lot of people seek those out and want to fix them up and stuff. But it's 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 kind of or or it doesn't drive the price up too high on the stuff. You can still get the parts pretty cheap. But uh, like those old uh, Westphalia campers, I was like interested in those for a while. It's like wow, that'd be great to run across one of those and i was like yeah i could probably pick one of those pretty cheap and it's like no you can't they, the <laughs> prices on them are like outrageous man they're like com- totally ridiculous like you go look for like a used one that's kind of beat up and it's got like four hundred thousand miles on it and they want like you know four grand for it it's like okay what okay wh- wh- what did you say like four thousand yeah and it's like because yeah they're high high demand and uh
4: that'll be an extra few thousand just to be cool you'll, you'll need to pay an extra few thousand just for yeah, stylish. it's stuff. kind of
2: a status thing almost like a. I i guess it is not almost it actually is so it's kind of like a something that well it's highly sought after and yeah the, the 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 they say the maintenance on those things too is outrageous like they have but they have mechanics that work on them and specialize in them uh around and uh how old are those things they're like i think they stopped making them in the 80s or something like that uh i think there's a new version that yeah, they've they... come out with since then but the the old original ones is what i'm talking about where they people want those and uh yeah but uh you know i've got to looking into them and they're kind of underpowered and and uh the, the those issues so i so, yeah. You can
4: put a Subaru. You can put a Subaru motor in them. I've seen people do that.
2: Yep, that's what I was uh, planning on doing if I ever ran across one. You know, just happened to run across one cheap or didn't have a motor in or something. I was going to put the Subaru in there. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, and the Subaru motors are really good, from what I understand. They're like really durable reliable
4: i had a i had a 77 transporter but it wasn't a westphalia it had a it had a a giant sunroof so it had like a four foot sunroof so and it was a seven passenger uh van so it it had a center seat so you could stand up on the middle seat and have your whole torso up up through the sunroof and you could like drive around and wave at people and stuff so it was kind of fun
2: did you do anything on international transgender day the international transgender day of visibility
3: oh did did you dress up
2: i didn't i wasn't aware of it uh kelly from scotland sent me a link and I, i didn't see it till after the fact so uh yeah i i didn't do anything
4: I didn't do much. I wore some lipstick around and just to just to pay homage.
2: Yeah, I guess that's something. Or I wonder if chapstick. I, I have chapstick. I wonder if that would uh, qualify.
4: But no, I or just yeah. some lip. Maybe just some lip gloss. You could wear lip gloss.
2: Yeah, I didn't want to have to go out and buy anything. But uh, anyway, yeah. Lip, yeah, International Transgender Day. Who would have thought? But anyway, yeah, it's uh, I guess it's worldwide, international, holiday, recognition day. Interesting enough, I guess.
4: Uh, what well, about they have assemblies at school and stuff like that, I think.
2: Oh, really? They do? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Oh, uh, wow. Times are a changing... For sure, right?
4: change, change, everything's change. I wonder how many different like how many different songs have the word change in them? You notice that they just want to talk about change,
2: yeah, I wonder I don't listen to the pop music now, but I wonder if that's something that I'm sure probably is a theme.
4: It makes a good verb, but not a very good noun. Kind of like hope, hope, change. They've kind of changed the changed the grammar a little bit. They took some perfectly good verbs and turned them into nouns. Does that make sense?
2: Right, yeah. It's all this uh, word manipulation and all this. You hear it's all this stuff. We shall win with the use of slogans. I guess that's something attributed to stalin i think
4: yeah like like when they say hope and change like hope for what what are we hoping for or change what are we changing they don't nobody knows but they they love to talk about it so it's very non-specific just kind of a catch-all slogan i think
2: that's i think that is um better yeah the more non-specific the better the more general it is, the better. And the more, like, presidential speeches, they need to be as vague and ambiguous and vacuous and full of platitudes. And that's going to be something that's going to yeah, have long as it, mass appeal, yeah.
4: As long as it's very emphatic. Emphatic right. and, Yeah. So like I, what was Donald Trump's? What was Donald Trump's slogan?
2: Change make America belief great. In? Oh, a- make America great. Yeah, make America great
3: again.
2: And then um, Kennedy had a At very how, what's, similar what's catchphrase. I think he made make America better. Or one of them did. Maybe it was Reagan. Had a he used that in his speech. He said, "We're going to make America great again." I think I was directly lifted out again. of, yeah. <laughs> again. Again. Yeah,
4: emphasis on again.
2: But then you have to, like, take yeah. the position that it's not great now, and that's kind of anti-patriotic, isn't it not? I, I don't know how all that's well, supposed to
4: work. Well, Jimmy Carter made it horrible, so now I have to make it great again.
2: Yeah, we're still reeling from the Carter administration. They should blame yeah. everything on Carter. Because, like, or, like, when, a like, the, like, a dead president. You can't really blame stuff on Kennedy because he was, like, super popular. But, like, when, uh... I guess Reagan Reagan kicked the bucket so you can blame stuff on him. That would be a good tactic, Nixon. like, blame it on a dead guy. Like, well, yeah, we're still yeah, reeling Nixon. from the Nixon, Nixon administration. He really cocked us over good, and we're still...
4: And well, he was the only—he was the only one that sent us to the moon. He was the only one that helped us, you know, drive dune buggies and play golf on the moon. So he kind of gets a pass,
2: right? We'd never been able to play golf on the moon if it weren't for Kennedy. Let me unmute the two other callers. New York, how's it going? In South Indiana. Go ahead. Hey, tell you, tell
0: me how
2: the cow ate the cabbage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just unmute callers, and if you want to chime in, feel free. Um No pressure. What's up, guys? Go ahead. No pressure. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> hey, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh-
2: how you doing? Is this oh, New man. York or South Indiana?
0: Oh, this is Russ from Indiana. Well, Florida now, but
2: yeah. Oh, hey, Russ, how you doing, man? You're good. on the air hey, with, uh, uh, Alex Jones and Dr. Clusterfuck.
0: Oh, my favorites. My two favorites. A, a doctor, a doctor, and a, uh, you know, and a, and a genius. Ah. Uh, good. You remember when Alex Jones, he's like, Got it. Total enslavement. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah,
2: good old Alex oh, Jones. He warned us about the Vice being you know, LA, but we and the frogs turning gay and all that, but we wouldn't listen. And here we are celebrating uh, transgender day.
0: Oh yeah, well, I mean, I had to go. I was, I was the, lot, the Masonic Lodge tonight, you know, and so of course we had to go. We celebrate that, you know. We rub our fingers together in, in celebration of our of our evil. You know, our evil accomplishments of, like, uh, you know, getting transgender shit pumped down everybody's throat. We were in lipstick and stuff, you know. You know how that goes. But, uh, no, not really. But it will, really, yes. But, uh, I don't think Al Al Sheldon doesn't do Pizzagate, right? Isn't that true? Oh, uh, he apologized
2: for Pizzagate, I think. He's disavowed yeah, know. any knowledge of it, and, uh, well, he, he said that, uh... Yeah, it was a bad thing to make the pizza place. Uh, the, the guy went in there and shot one of the top floor tiles. So that was, uh, you know, that was all. That was all everybody's fault. That was uh, paying attention to that.
0: No, it's kind With of AR-15, um, AR- I think. Right.
2: That's what they said. Yeah, I, I
0: an uh, I, I automatic weapon. Assault, assault
2: type weapon, something like that. Assault oh, yeah. type weapon. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that whole thing is definitely a psyop. Even though there may well be something to that, uh, that individual that runs that pizza place and all that. I mean, that, yeah, that that okay. stuff that came out about it. it it's like uh, I, I tend to think they just kind of directed people's attention to something that's very common in DC. And then,
0: uh yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. It caught fire, you know, like a little more so than one would think, you know. But most of the time, that kind of shit, people find out about it. They're like, they're happy about it, you know. So, I mean, really, you know, they don't care. So it's 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 odd that that it caught fire so quick. Curious, right? Indeed.
2: Yeah, you'll have that happen, right? Where. Something just kind of blows up on the internet for some reason. And,
0: uh. For some reason.
2: For some odd reason. Yeah. Like, I, I what still do you can't. Think
0: about... Go ahead.
2: Oh, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I, well, you know what, what's always kind of weirded me out about. Well, not weirded me out, but what's always been suspect about the Pizzagate thing, I think, is that, uh. Is that, like, the The thing that it relies on, like the key, or not, but like the key and the, the map terms, you know, the legend or whatever, uh, where they're like it's these pedo symbols, right? And all this shit, it's all it's all from like Wikipedia, with no like supporting documentation. It's like this is from the FBI's release, you know, and, and this is these pedo symbols. Well, where's the where's the actual FBI release of it? You know what I mean? It, it's like here's the what where's the actual FBI release of what the pedo symbols look like and stuff, you know? Uh, Yeah, does it link, do people link to the the actual government
2: side or what? Yeah, I don't
4: know.
0: Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, Not not that I've ever seen, at least. Um, You know, but they say, but it's always like, this is what this is. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, uh, what do they call it, like the three-card money a little bit. Uh, And I'm not saying those aren't the symbols. I don't fucking know. But you would think like, you know, may, why doesn't the FBI have, like, a, 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 you know, why don't they have some kind of thing about, like, what the fucking like pedo signs are? Well oh, you know what? But you know what I mean? Like, why isn't there a big legend of, like, things like, yeah, you know, when you see this, when you see these uh, eight triangles or something, well, you know, get the pitchfork and go torch the place, right? But there isn't, you know, why don't they have that? Maybe because maybe they're more interested in, Collecting the pornography themselves, probably, and, you, know, uh, you know, making it themselves. And stuff. I don't
2: know. Well, I mean, I don't. It, it's all- uh, I don't think it's uh, common knowledge, but I, I, I don't know that that's not uh, the the pedo symbol as far as that goes, because I mean it. I, it could well be. Uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that there's a symbol out there for it, but how, you know, how, I don't know.
0: There'd be several, or several, yeah, for sure. right? Yeah. I don't,
2: I don't, I don't know.
0: But, um, it's all like, what do they call that? Signals intelligence. They, I mean, there's, there's branches of, of intelligence devoted strictly to, to, uh, you know, to deciphering these guys or to, to cataloging and, and deci- you know, deciphering and exploiting symbols and signals. Uh, called Signals intelligence, you know. And it's yeah, and you know I'll put a link to
2: the uh, FBI pedo symbols. Oh, it's there. Oh, it's on WikiLeaks. Is, it's a
0: WikiLeaks. Is it on leak. the FBI? Yeah, but, yeah, is there one that links it to the FBI's actual, not that, I mean, what does that really mean? But, you know, but I, I just wondered if there,
4: I've never seen it link back actually to the FBI.
2: Well, you got to look in the chat because it's but, right there.
4: Okay, so there's there's hot dogs, there's hamburgers, and there's chicken <laughs> fingers, and Walmart then pie. there's uh, and then there's beanie weenies, I believe. Beanie weenies,
2: huh? Something
4: I don't like think that. There, ought, there ought to there
2: ought to be. Yeah, I don't think the. Uh... The big shots are in little... actually eating canned beanie weenies, uh,
4: but I. Well, of course they're not really eating beanie weenies, but it's it's a code.
2: Well, yeah, that's what they say. But one thing about all that is that um, it, it was like it was crafted to be so kind of vague and ambiguous and everything that um, it could it, it definitely comes across as they're talking in code. But then, on the other hand, maybe not. There was one like, you know, I've seen a couple of these Pizzagate videos, and they'll talk about this the coded language, you know, the so-called coded language that's in the emails, and uh, a lot of a lot of will make big de- make a big deal out of uh, uh, something to the effect: Do I would I play better on cheese, or would I play better on would I play dominoes better on pasta? Well, it's like—I mean—is it okay? Let's say you're trying to look at it with uh, it's, it's somewhat objectively and think, well, or you know, are they getting together for Dominoes? And it's like, well, it, if I eat pasta, or I eat cheese. Will it make me a better Don? It's kind of like a little haha joke or whatever. Could that be what just straightforward? What they're—I t- I guess it could. Why? I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily know why it couldn't. But then it's like. You, you kind of have to have this confirmation bias set to where you're going to... But what I'm saying is that the whole thing is like it's been uh, carefully crafted like that so that you could have anybody that would look into it with a bias towards not wanting to read anything into it could definitely look at it and say, well, there's nothing to see here. But then it's, it's, it's so carefully crafted in a way to where... If you're inclined to think that, oh, this is pedo code, then definitely you can read something into it. But it was just – the the way that it came – yeah, the way that it it came out with that, and it was like, well, yeah, it could be talking in code, but there's nothing that really – there's nothing in those that – Yeah, it doesn't really – come across so strongly as code as to make it anything definitive it's more like it 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 could or couldn't be so it's like perfect it's perfect uh, to set up the dialectic between the left wing and the right wing because it when it came out initially too and i pointed this out it's like yeah it came out in a partisan context like the uh it was done in uh something something tied into the campaign and all of that so like i've mentioned this before anything can come out as long as it's framed within the left right paradigm and then people can go at it and then it can be but i i think it's all about social engineering and truth. social conditioning yeah cuz i think that's you know truth, with you, the with the dialectic right. that's totally you need to go you need to go further left if you're on the left and then so they have this drama in the narrative that was put out there cuz that's what the elections are they're, they're they're dramatic narratives to socially engineer everybody and then they you know they go into the the pedophile and then they have to jump onto the defense of the pedophile and that's the way that's the right. way this was all positioned and then just so enough legit, was put out it, so that right. there was nothing there to like convict anybody on but still at the same time be highly suggestive of it and at the same time be crafted in such a way that it could be it could be um, it could be reworked and pre to whatever uh, anyone's inclinations are what 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 are, are they predisposed to interpret it it will yeah. lend itself handily to an interpretation either way you see what I mean, so it's perfect dialectic going on there, and WikiLeaks is CIA and CIA is Hollywood and it's the same bullcrap and then politics is all theater it's all it's all theatrics to get you to play into these narratives and that's what it's there for
0: I say i was uh, I was going to uh I don't know if you guys like elf Letcher Prouty at all but man i I love uh Letcher Prouty, you know and uh, I was listening to one of his interviews uh. Today, while I was Work. I was an older one that I heard before about from his book *The Secret Team*. You ever read that book? Uh, it's just, I mean, it's brilliant. But he he talks about how uh, you know he breaks down what what the CIA really is, you know, uh, and, and basically that it's you know just banking, banking interests, and and uh, you know deep state players in a club, basically, um, who get a lot of control, way out of control, but. He, he talks about how the Army intelligence, you know, he's very specific. This is in 1987, I think. He said, you know, he says that the Army intelligence is so much, it, it, he said it's, I forgot how he put it, but it's like, he's like, they have intelligence and methods that the CIA doesn't even understand exist. Uh, he's like, they're so deep in intelligence. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I've I kind of always, or more lately, I guess, felt that's, that's definitely the case. That it's You know, that Army intelligence. Are the military intelligence is the intelligence, you know what I mean? Uh, apparatus. They're, you have your NSA and, stuff and your CIA, but and your FBI, of course. But but like the, but the like the army, the navy, those are like the. I mean, they have all the fucking money too, you know. So it, it would only stand a figure, right? That uh, and and how they work together, how the CIA, and the you know, the Air Force. The, 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 Fletcher Browdy, speaking from the Air Force perspective, uh, where he was the colonel, talked about how. What they used the CIA for was to like procure um, and and vice versa. Oh yeah, for sure. But to procure like things, well, kind of to procure things that didn't wouldn't reflect in a line item uh, Air Force budget. You know that they would like they reflect they procure things like planes um, or or uh, like the like the Air Force has. I don't know, say a billion dollars for ten planes. Well, if they need these other two planes that are like black ops or, you know, black budget kind of deals, they don't, they have to account for them because the government does actually have, you know, I mean, bureaucracies do have accounting and those people do get, you know, irritating. So they have to, uh, they use the CIA to like do end arounds for uh, procurement of, you know, probably, you know, hookers and and assassins and and all that kind of shit, but also planes um, and that kind of stuff, right? So. Uh, and he talked about interestingly how they would, uh, how they had plants in every, you know, every administrative office in America, including like the FAA, of course. And he talked about how, you know, they they would call their guy and say, if you know, if uh, and this goes back to that that dying stuff. But he talked about how they would go, they would uh, call their guy and say, hey, today if two, if you got uh, two planes. Had the identical tail number or whatever one two three four, but they're two different planes. Just just let that just overlook that, you know. Don't don't make us think about that because we're running a covert mission, basically. And uh, and they would just do it like that. They would do it for them. You just overlook it. So I, I don't know. I, I I just I wanted to mention that. I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, Fletcher Browdy is like a wealth of information. Uh, it's also where I learned that Alan Dulles was the, that was like the founder of the. Of the, and, and, like, the head man of the uh, World Council of Churches or whatever, the, the ecumenical movement. I didn't realize that. That when he wasn't working as the CIA director, he was spending his time uh, proselytizing the fucking, you know, ecumenical movement around the world.
2: Oh, yeah, Alan Dulles, yeah. Yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting, too, yeah. The ec- ecumenical but, movement. It's a pretty big deal.
0: Um, it goes amazing. right back to your Hollywood thing like you were saying you know like I mean you know the church is Hollywood you know what I mean theater too right so like it, it, it figures that that Alan Dulles wasn't his girlfriend like Mary Bancroft or something too the actress or was that his brother one of the two I think one like the, the super famous actress was his
4: girlfriend
2: not sure Hey, can you guys hey, carry? Hey, no, on? Hang on, dude. Can you guys carry on the conversation? I have to restart my computer. It's my my cursor just locked up. It does this from time to time. I have to restart because I won't be able to switch between programs or anything.
4: Okay, okay. I'll see what we can do. All right, y'all. They
0: shutting you down at NSA. We don't oh, need Chris.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: they they locked me up, man. They did.
0: Oh, oh Alex Jones got you.
2: So I'll be back in about probably five minutes. Okay.
0: Five minutes, man. Hey, so this Nissan Maxima, my best friend in high school, I'm 39 next month. My best friend in high school drove uh, an 83 Nissan Maxima.
4: And, uh, it's a pretty nice car. It's pretty, it was, quick. it was real nice. Yeah. Real nice stuff. I didn't hey, mind was, driving that car. It was my mom's car. It was his mom's car too. We used to get tore up and go drive that thing. Oh, man. Well, I saw an, an old interview of George W. Bush, like when he was considering running for governor. And he he sounded like, he did kind of sound like an asshole, but, but he was pretty articulate. He was talking about the oil business. And he, I mean, he didn't have those long pauses, he, like he was trying to think of words and I mean he just seemed like a regular kind of know it all guy that was that was trying to talk up the interviewer and i and I was impressed he seemed like a like kind of a likable kind of a guy that that was kind of shooting his mouth off a little bit but a totally different person than than uh who we all know won't get pulled and not i've looked, and I've looked for it I've looked for it it's not I can't find it anymore but
1: is that
4: Well, he went. To, he didn't go to Yale, right? You'd think he. Well, <laughs> I guess maybe he did. I don't know. Oh yeah, it could have been fake. That's what he was I spotted. He was. Was so I'm sure he was spotted there.
2: All <laughs> right, fellas, I'm back <laughs> now. Can
4: you yeah, guys hear me? Him, they gave him some. They gave him some grades. Yeah.
0: Is there more? Who has more proof of, of attendance? Collar uh, inner. George W.
4: Bush or Obama? Who has more? Who has more like college attendance? Who I don't is? know.
0: That's,
4: it's a tough. They way, have right? Someone someone has to take role, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a constitutional got Obama. scholar. Obama and he was the fucking uh, the editor. Where do he go? Uh, Harvard or something, right? Where did he go to uh, Harvard Law School? Yeah. Chicago oh, yeah. undergrad, and then Harvard Law yeah. School. So he goes. He's got. Uh, he's the editor of the law review at Harvard or something. Not not no one can find anything by him. You know. Uh, it must you must know, been a slow time.
4: Slow time. Slow time. Well, they you're, you're just a racist, is what it is. Hey,
2: <laughs> you guys, hear me all right? You have pictures of them with check, one, yeah, two, oh, check yeah. one two, check one I two, check one two, check one two, one two, one two. You guys hear me? Uh, yes. Hear oh, okay. All right. Good. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had to restart. I lost part of the recording, so I don't know what uh, how that's going to play out. But I'm back recording now. I'm talking about the recording that I upload later. I
3: just uh, I right now.
2: Did it, I uh,
3: it
4: Yeah thanks probably, for holding it down the floor. I don't know how much of that I don't know how much of that you'd want to keep anyway, so
2: I <laughs> yeah, don't know, do. yeah. No, it sounded good. I mean <laughs> We got a couple of other callers though. I wonder if we got anything we could uh any information new shit can come to light.
4: Someone wants to talk about Donald Trump really bad, I, I heard. Who's, uh, who's that
2: guy? we got Central, Colorado, and uh, South Texas on the line. If we should talk them. about
5: Donald Trump. <laughs> we should talk about Lloyd Pye. Go back to Lloyd uh, Pie. Let's do a circle and go back to Lloyd Pye. Uh,
0: yeah. What Do you like Lloyd Pie?
5: No. I mean, who's... I mean... You said he was brilliant. I need I need a little lesson on Lloyd Pye.
0: Oh, I mean, I can't hear you. Like, just his presentation style. Brilliant. and uh, Some of his
5: brilliance. Let's, I'll keep it easy.
0: Oh, I, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I, I can't, like, break it down like that for you.
5: I'll break yeah. it down. That guy is <laughs> that guy's military intelligence sent out to spread the word of Bigfoot, crystal skulls, a bunch of star child shit. Um, He came out of military intelligence. And I heard somebody bring up Bigfoot, too. And Bigfoot has a nice little trail of uh, nepotism attached to it. So along with Lloyd Pye Intelligence promoting Bigfoot, we have a person named Grover Kranz. And Grover Kranz married Evelyn Einstein. And Evelyn Einstein is related to... She's the adopt she's the adopted daughter of Hans Albert Einstein, the huh. son of Albert yeah. Einstein. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is, Lloyd Pye is a piece of shit. Lloyd is- right
3: here. It says right here, Lloyd Pye has he graduated from. Uh, he played football for Tulane. He's a, the punter. <laughs> he graduated six eight <laughs> with the BS in psychology. Psychology is a side symbol, boys and girls.
5: He was born in 46, symbols. too.
3: We're, 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 uh, Kennedy. When they pretended they killed Kennedy. in Dealey Plaza. That's the fucking... That's the psi symbol. It's literally the symbol for psi For psi. What's the fucking psi app? Psi the symbol for the fucking wave function. All the fucking, uh... It's the probabilistic like bullshit. Like, the probabilistic bullf- bullshit. bullshit that that we call the wave function. That's <laughs> it's every fucking state that the electron fucking little clouds can be in. It's a, just probabilistic fucking
0: nonsense. It's size <laughs> That's the wave. That's the fucking... You're talking about the, uh, the the I the I and the U together, right? I, I'm for Indiana University. I always notice the I U side. Was the three butter side. Yeah, it's a the, the
3: fucking three letter port. side. It's the yeah, Neptune pitchfork. It's Neptune's
0: pitchfork. Yeah, 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 totally. totally.
3: That's why there it's was some weird fucking shit. because it's subliminal. Uh, you know, you go underneath, yeah, you yeah, go into absolutely. the soil. Now, now we start talking about soil. I let Jose Barrera take over because I'm not yeah. into all that shit, but yeah, it's
0: some meaningful shit. They keep fucking the the weird shit that came out of uh, IU, out they of don't the University, is like Alfred Kinsey. You know, is from IU. Uh, David Star Jordan is from IU. The guy who yeah, uh, star, the guy served in the rainbow, yeah, Stanford, uh, yeah, his And Stanford, yeah, yep. And his uh, son was going to be one. Of the, his
3: son was going to be the next Einstein or the next Darwin or something. He died in some stupid accident.
4: Yeah.
0: Stanford, Stanford son or oh yeah, Star Jordan's son. Yeah, they're all fucking yeah. actors. Class. <laughs> he, uh, he also had, uh, he has, like, a Lord fucking... He
3: showed it from a human male. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah.
0: Pied's, uh, <laughs> his, his presentation thing on the, on the panda bear is great, man. But, uh, but... Is that two L's? <laughs> Lloyd Pied with two L's. He's the
3: U.S. Army as a military <laughs> <and> <laughs> intelligence. <professor. laughs> yeah. But what is that? You know, but that's not... A, I get the
0: but I mean, is that a disqualification for being a you know, from having a, mm. from being able to to spit some good game,
5: you know. Oh, that man, he's so not brilliant. He's a fucking liar. I guess that's my whole point. Is I well, think the wrong but, word, but, or least... hey,
0: Lucifer brilliant too, right? But he
5: he's no, a liar. he's not. That's your word. The you know, because... liar. I'll argue that yeah. too. If I but, I, if I I'm, mean, I'm giving you a reason, though, I'm giving you a reason why he's not brilliant, and I'm giving you a pattern that we can demonstrate through nepotism greater or lesser, and through the academia they go through and through the military training they go through, this shows it's part of what Sean's fucking saying, a psyop. It's a fucking psyop. Bigfoot's a psyop. This dude's a psyop. If he candy coats some shit with some Look, polar bear fucking drugs, an actor, you know, he's candy can But he's not, not brilliant. brilliant. Can, he's a lying sack an actor, of shit. Can, can,
0: is an actor a liar?
5: I'll just say it again since you're talking. I'm saying he's not brilliant. He's a lying sack I, I of shit, man. Part. If that's a,
0: all
5: is I got to get through. a liar? He's good at... This is clean, one. He's a
3: narrative. Yeah. lie. I don't know. Of course I mean. actors. Actors are liars. Of course they are. Yes. Yes. What is I'm acting that, yes. but lying? That's it. What is acting but lying? You're not... I do to look. You're so being lucky. someone other I, than I, who you are.
4: Yeah, he's, if you're a uh, genuine yeah.
3: motherfucker, you're a genuine motherfucker. And you're more productive than someone who's pretending he's being someone other than who he is. It's fucking weird, if you ask me. I don't weird. watch TV and shit. You know, I'm uh, not in. I uh, You know, you know. I'm.
0: I don't. I don't do with none of that bullshit. It's fucking weird to me, man. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Well, we do deal with it because we live in a culture of people who are assimilate that and, and project it. You know what I mean? So we yeah, do deal it's fucking with it. hard to live in a culture. Extent, like that. That's why that's i drink toxic, it that I smoke too much soap. Well, I don't smoke too you know, much soap. I just drink too much. But, uh, yeah. who's the, uh, fuck, there was another guy from, uh, from IU, from the side thing, too, I was gonna, I forget the fucking, and then to mention. I can't really yeah. know.
3: Yeah, well, once you start talking about where you went to school and what you learned in college, you're the
4: shit in my book, so. That's the, uh. Well, Indiana's like got an cool awesome, shit. Indiana has an awesome music school. Yeah, I guess that's what they say. What's uh the Indian music
3: school? Hey, uh, speaking of music, I'm not really into music, but uh, the most famous, like uh, science spokesman, you know, science communicator—I think that's what they call him—is Brian Cox. Well, uh, he's a uh, like British, you know, whatever. He works at He's a, hes a particle physicist at CERN. Well, that mother... Apparently, his, he grew up in the same neighborhood as one of the a guitar player or something or a drummer. I don't know. And Tim Lizzy, I never heard of him before. Apparently, that's a band. And that boy, he, he started this... He was in a band. He put on some tights, and he got a perm and all that shit, and he played the piano, the keyboards, in the band that... It was the theme song for... uh the Labour Party when Eric Blair took over, or Tony Blair? Yeah, it's Dare or Dream. Yeah, it was like the number one hit. It was the theme theme song for the fucking Labour Party.
0: Brian Cox, <laughs> <laughs> the the it? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the guy the that's in scientist. the.
2: Uh, I did that. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you've seen that uh, video I did about the MythBusters when they're they're talking about the retro reflectors on the moon when they did their yeah. yeah when they did their propaganda piece on the moon hoax being real they're trying to they're trying to pass it off as real but one of the one of the things and i think that has a lot of persuasive power on a lot of people that's why i dealt with it and did a video on it and all that but um well, yeah, one of the one of their big uh, proofs of the moon, which is what they claimed was the ability to bounce a laser off the moon with the uh, retro reflectors. Yeah. And um, yeah, Brian,
5: Co- Brian
3: they, Cox is in, in there. What's that again? They're supposed to bounce the shit off before they did all that shit, anyways.
0: Yeah, that's what I so go with Those TVs those TV signals came off pretty good. That's what live, I go with That's they're what send, I go with.
3: They're sending microwave signals, they're sending microwave signals from like Voyager. Like from fucking Pluto or wherever the fuck it's supposed to be at now. Carl Sagan put the little shit in there, the little record player.
0: Yeah,
3: the gold it's, record It's beaming it's beaming microwave fucking from the end of the system. Think about how stupid that is. <laughs> Well, wouldn't you think about that shit? Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, Brian Cox is a guy that says if you don't believe and if you don't believe we went to the moon, then you're a moron. Yeah. Like Brian, if, you, Brian if you if you watch if you watch how the propaganda works like that, that, you got a guy with a British accent and he's and he goes on TV a lot and all that. And if you could get them to say that, that appeal, to ridicule, that goes a long way in persuading people. It's just stuff like that. I think that's that's how this stuff gets perpetuated. Is you get you get somebody like that will go on and say, "Oh, you, well, you're a moron if you don't believe it." You know, it's like
0: Richard Dawkins.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another example. But that's that's how this stuff gets. That's that's how this stuff stays. Uh, you know, relevant Steve, because Stephen
0: Hawking, right?
2: I don't know if he ever called anybody a moron or not, but...
0: Why didn't he have a... He doesn't have a British accent on his robo-voice.
5: You know?
2: I I don't know why not. He doesn't have a robo-voice.
0: Yeah, you think he's a puppet or whatever?
5: He's made of
4: little socks. Isn't CERN the name of a band? It would be a good name. Be a good name for a bass,
0: Cern, bro. So I Cern, Iron Butterfly, who played keyboards at Inver, or some Iron Butterfly, the bass player. Wasn't he like a nuclear physicist that went missing? Like his family's never seen him, or something. Like he got abducted. Uh, it, I don't know. It's like another one of these rock stories. But he was—he was like a Bohemian Grove guy, and uh, fucking gone now. So
4: good bass player. He's a good bass player? player. Oh, for Iron better yeah. Butterfly? And they got a yeah. division pretty rocket.
0: Well at least he can play. <laughs> Brian, hey, that's, that's, he might That'd
3: be funny. He's a. you can uh he invited the uh, some uh rabbi uh <laughs> oh, not <laughs> rabbi, I think he was some uh priesty on people just and they're talking about how, uh, that particle accelerator, or well, that big ass particle accelerator, is a cathedral. Yeah. And uh, they know what they're talking about? They talk, they don't talk, it ain't, it, Just listen to them, take them seriously what they're fucking saying. They're telling, they're. They, this is some occultic weird shit. We don't know what we're made of. Like Adams, it goes back to Parmenides and you break up the monads. And this is the same dialectic. Those people never even fucking existed. You know, that's why I don't It's just stories. They must be doing something.
4: What, 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 I, what are they doing? Idea? Huh? What are they doing at CERN? What are they they're even doing? doing shit. They're fucking making...
3: They're pretending that they're f- and discovering Gosh. shit. They're just making it up. They're just making
0: it up. I believe they're Sean sure on that. I, I totally think that's true. That they
3: don't they do anything. Doing shit. Brian Cox ain't doing shit at
0: CERN. I, uh, I think they don't do anything. They've never they make YouTube
3: The name of the band was Dare or Dream. It was the theme song for fucking the Labor Party when Tony Blair took I swear to God. Hey, you know. The well, Atlantic, the band. Mar- 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 Margaret Thatcher was a fucking X ray crystallographer. <laughs> you knew that? Crystallographer? Yeah. yeah X ray crystallographer. I call him Crystal Fucker
0: Scryers. So that's what it is, did. Bullshit. <laughs> Isn't Dream the band that uh, they say Stairway to Heaven got ripped off from? I don't
5: know. I think the Artox
3: Gay Ass playing keyboards and CERN.
5: The they different different make, make YouTube videos or... and just leak them out. That's all that's going on at CERN is like fake sacrifice YouTube videos snuck out and leaks of you know fucking rituals. You know that's just a that's just like a a mini studio for conspiracy theory YouTube videos to come pumping out of.
0: With the chick, six, chick, six, 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 certain logo.
3: Leo Zillard sure. dreamed up particle accelerators. Leo Zillard dreamed up the fucking chain reaction. This is chain reaction.
1: <laughs>
3: Leo Zillard supposedly gave fucking Ernest Norris the idea for a fucking cyclotron. Leo Zillard dreamed up the idea for a fucking electron microscope. Leo Zillard wrote the letter with fucking Einstein to fucking to, uh, Roosevelt. Louis we're on a goddamn refrigerator with no moving parts with fucking Einstein. That and that shit too. Louis Lord is a Hungarian Wait. martian. He grew up with fucking Wigner and fucking von Neumann. Fucking von Palmer and all them motherfuckers. Maybe it's just like. Maybe it's like Stargate. No, there's no Stargate. It's a fucking hustle. Maybe it's like fucking. Maybe <laughs> okay. like, it's there, like
5: there, there are some, no, it on camera
0: <laughs> what's the? I think there's I think so you're right, though, you John, for sure. About, right? What's the other? What's the other big one? There's CERN and the other the other one that's fake. The
5: uh, There's the other one.
3: Things. LIGO. <laughs> they, they, they prove Einstein again. Using different barometers. It's like saying uh, was a it's very, Google very blind possible. injection and LIGO. Right. Fucking Chip Thorne. Did, did, did we work out? 43 year old LIGO. Fucking whatever.
1: bullshit.
4: Did you see that? No it's, oh, uh, Har- 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 is Harp real? Har- is
3: Har- no, I don't know what the fuck Harp is. I just, I ain't worried about it because I know they're fucking full of
0: shit. Hey, you want to go full circle? David Star Jordan's, uh, David Star Jordan's fucking like ocean liner for Noah or whatever. Or it's not ocean liner, His like, uh, there's a, uh, a NOAA ship named after David Star Jordan that has, that's like intricate, intricate in the Harp experiments or whatever. Well, Google
3: oh, Lewis Terman. Well, that's so the Google Bucks- Lewis Terman. That's what fucking. That's where the Silicon Valley started. Google Lewis Terman and the IQ test and the.
0: Huey uh, Lewis Terman?
3: What? Lewis Terman.
0: Oh.
3: And Frederick Terman. What's his boy's name? Let me look it up on the internet.
0: The I IU- Q. The I Q test guy. He said. He's a fucking dude who started fucking...
3: His dad brought the IQ test.
0: And he made some very
3: terrible fucking
0: quotes. That IQ test shit's so bogus, too, right? Like, the whole origin of that shit, it's like...
3: (laughs) And his son, Frederick Terman. Yeah, they're a fucking eugenic... Eugenicist. Fucking blatant as fuck. Also David starr Jordan. They come directly... Yeah, they come directly out of Francis Galton. Fucking Charles Darwin's fucking cousin. The dude taught him to say, eugenics. They come out of the biometric school. What isn't Golden well, the one who then did Charles so, uh, social Darwinism? That's where you get the G factor. Remember, I talked about the gamma factor last last week. Where you got the G factor? That's your IT test. There's no such thing. That's bullshit. The G factor is a fucking myth. It's fucking out the world. Charles Spearman. He was taught by Wil, Wilhelm Bullock. The dude taught all of Remember when I said psychology is the fucking side fucking symbol? This is oh, the yeah, dude of that he started. He invented experimental experimental psychology. You know who else was over there when he went over there? Fucking the dude who started... The dude who started skull and bone. Oh, the I fucking, fucking said... They went over... They were, they were at Lipstick... They were at Lipstick when fucking... When old fucking Wilhelm Hummel was there. And every fucking famous American psychologist... You brought the side simple over here, the side fucking, the side fucking op. You brought the OSS. That's all they are. They're the same fucking hustlers.
0: That's the right.
3: There's a fucking reason Nathan Hale has a statue in front of the fucking Belt Bo- in Yale. And there's a fucking, that's what it is. They're the fuck out of us. And they you know, don't yeah. hide it. They don't fucking hide they, it's, it's it. It's just Joe. 599. Psi Beta Kappa. The Kappa stands for fucking cybernetics. <laughs> where we get the word cybernetics. Cy Epsilon, two. two, two. Fucking, that's the or, that's the helmsman. That means to steer, to guide. That's where we got, got the word to govern.
5: And You got the fraternity Psi Epsilon, too. That has Bonesman in it, and Re- Rockefeller was in that. Psi Epsilon. Stacey Keach, Michael Bay. They'll hide it. They'll hide it. Peter tours of Colorado. It's
3: right it's here. Fucking look. Because especially smart motherfuckers, because their pride gets in the way.
0: Who were who Neptune's children? They raised their you hand.
3: Who? They said, ooh, ooh, ooh. Listen to me, teacher. I'm smart. I'm valuable. Yeah, you're valuable as fuck. I get upset when I talk about this shit at night. <laughs> you will be when you're, like, uh, when we come to our eugenics- time, I wouldn't get it so upset. Do what? Yeah, Fred, Frederick Kerman. He's the founder of uh, Silicon Valley. He had taught William Shockley, another fucking virulent fucking uh, eugenicist. <laughs> William Shockley.
0: Ted Shockley. You know he related to Houston? the you know Ted
3: They came from biometric school. They came from fucking Darwin's fucking cousin. And Wilhelm villain, the dude who started fucking skull and bones. Well, Well, he... he he gave us the side symbol basically. He invented experimental psychology. They want them fucking both. Skull and Bones went over to figure out how to do shit uh and
0: Who it and it was Daniel Coy Gilman, right? At Skull and Bones and uh and Russell? Yeah.
3: Yeah. You and, know who President uh, advisor was? Doctoral advisor? Van Aver we're, fucking Bush.
0: Van Aver's father showed
3: up on Vandert- yeah, he was yeah. The fucking Lewis Terman. The dude brought the IQ test here, directly from Charles Spearman, who was a direct student of fucking Field Hill fucking doing. He was, studying there when, he was studying there when the fucking skull and bone starters were over there. Lewis the was fucking Frederick Terman's fucking doctoral advisor. And that's direct from him. He go directly to William Shockley. Brent bush started racing John. on. That means the light of the God.
0: I can get your uh, email, Sean. How are, do you email, or do you only have, like, you only have, like, the flip phone?
3: Yeah, I got a, I got a dumb phone.
0: You got soup cans it's, and
3: a
5: string going to Texas.
3: There's some <laughs> notable students. William Hewlett, David Packard, Russell and Seagert Barry. Check out the variants in the fucking, their tubes, their uh, Christ drums. I think they're, are they questions? Yeah, I think they, uh, they're uh, theopsis. They're officers. Why, yeah, Google William Crook and Theophysicists. And then, whenever I talk about, I talk about Afro-Luminous, this Tuxedo Park mansion, where all the famous scientists hung out, and they invented fucking,
1: uh,
3: Loran, and they in the uh, Silver chemistry. That's That shit sounds too easy. In. Now,
0: Google, oh, so that's William's book. Regarding theosophy, you think they're, so they're all like, like the theosophy, you're saying?
3: They wrote a book about how the Adams researched to world with Oliver Long used to fuck with salmon. Yeah, it's, i do a book about it, yeah. It has to be, this is narrative devices.
5: Yeah, and, and, and all that
3: theosophy gave us the Indian shit, the uh, Gandhi and them. That's all fucking theosophy bullshit.
5: Zacharias Ditchin is fucking theosophy. That shit.
0: Christian
3: all
5: movies. that ancient aliens bullshit is theosophy. Right. Scientology that is Annie theosophy.
0: Sa- the Lucius They're, Ross, the sa-
5: They're just those right. stories in
3: front of us because we want to feel smart. Ooh, look what I learned today.
5: They're fucking stories, dude. You didn't learn shit. You read another fucking story. Theosophy is huge in our current paradigm with all the fucking alien shit they pump out, with these weird religions like Scientology, all that shit is has strings connected to theosophy. Oh yeah. All of it.
2: Well, you know how it's coming out you know how it's coming out now with uh the multiverse theory that you're hearing about a lot. Well, if you look into that stuff, that you could incorporate into that interdimensional beings communicating to people from other dimensions and all of that. And that's theosophy. So it's, it's, so now you're seeing the you know, uh, in, in that respect, emerging uh, of all of that with so-called modern science. And um, I was Good. looking at that not too long ago and it's all throughout pop culture now references to uh, the the multiverse and all of that. And it's now being written into all the scripts of your uh, entertainment, all these uh, different shows, especially ones that deal Theory. with superheroes and shit like Family
3: that. Family Guy. Big you watch Big Family Game Guy,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Look
3: at, they, they have grown up dudes dressed up like children, wearing cartoon shirts and shit, but they're smart guys.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're smart guys. They get laid occasionally because they're really smart guys, but they're just like, they're children.
2: Well by the way, Bigfoot is in the multiverse, and uh panda bears are in the only in this
0: multiverse and, only in the uh,
2: uh everything that Lloyd Pye says is right, but it's somewhere in the multiverse it doesn't necessarily mean it's correct in this particular iteration of the uh you know this earth in this multiverse. Well, as a
5: matter of fact, every, anything, anybody, mind.
2: any statement that anybody makes anywhere is correct.
0: Somewhere in the multiverse.
5: I need to open my mind. I do
0: admit. That's, that's just like your opinion, man. You
3: Remember know? when I was talking about Frederick Terman? Well, I said William Hewlett. We all know who that is. David Packard, Russell, and Seagart Varian. I knew about them. They're from Halcyon, California, or whatever. They're just so great, weird, the opposite I didn't know Bernard M. Oliver. That's another notable student he had. So I clicked on him, hypertext Thanks for fucking Cern gave us this hypertext. Uh, no, that's actually Rene Bush gave us hypertext. Cern, uh, what's uh, that, uh... What's it? the dude who has three names? Timber, Tim, Tim. whatever. Tim Bernard Lee. Yeah, he's really when, he, when he gave yeah. us that shit, yeah. Well, Bernard Oliver, oh. Bernard Oliver... Bernard Oliver... He is a scientist who made contributions in many fields, including radar, TV, and computer. He is the founder of and director of Hewlett Packard Laboratory for retirement '81. He is also a recognized pioneer in the search for extraterrestrial
0: intelligence. SETI. <laughs> just like Dave, right. just like Podesta, just like Podesta, yeah. back to Pizzagate, the Podesta now guy we- is the fucking.
3: Now, there's another guy in front of William Hughes, who's probably his first notable. Star. Oh, come on, interwebs. Interwebs interrupts fucking with me. His name is Oswald Garrison Billiard. Oh, come on. Interwebs is not working. Uh, his, I think I read earlier, I looked at it, I think his great grandfather is William, Garris, William Lloyd Garrison. Uh, you could probably check it. Uh, sorry. Yeah, these are his notable fucking students. There's left interwebs.
2: Never mind. Yeah, you know, the Ashmolean Society. Y'all heard of that, right? What is that? Where Sitchin comes out of? Von that Eric von Doniken guy? Probably that Lloyd Pye guy. It's all. Uh, a- Ashmolean Society. It's kind of a... It comes from... A, where does it come from? Oxford or something?
3: Hey, I do not know about that For If you want a list of the greatest hustlers, scientific hustlers, there's uh You know, there's the Royal Society. You know, they have... You know, you're... FRS or whatever. You know, whatever. They, the, 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 the Catholic Church has a, one of those academic societies. That it's the Pontifex, who whatever. Yeah, just check everything. The first one, the first member was Galileo, the guy they charged with heresy. So while well, the Dominicans charged with heresy, and then the Jesuits made a hero. Yeah, he's the first member, and then you know you have Stephen Hawking, shit like that. It's all every one of them. They're crystallographer. Or they're doing some DNA bullshit. Or they're doing some particle accelerator bullshit. Or they're doing some nuclear fucking physics bullshit. Every fucking you, single you, one
0: of them. Sean, that's last time you were talking in. about, uh, last time you were talking about how DNA's bullshit too. You remember yeah. that? Or a couple times ago, I I think that's true too. That DNA's total bullshit. But I, I've I've had confirmation that they can if you they can.
3: I think they keep track of us. I, you know, that's why y'all, you have to get, fucking sign up and get your Obamacare. That's why they keep hospital records and shit. That's where we got the punch cards from John Shaw Billing. He started hospital records. And he kind of started John Hopkins. You out there, Lynn? Hear me? You hear me, Lynn? John Shaw Billing? He, he's the one that gave Herman Hollerworth the idea for punch cards for the census, it's like the 1890-something census or whatever. Yeah. That's where IBA came from, the punch cards to keep track of the fucking herd. They know who the fuck your cousin married or your grandfather did who or what. And they have blood types. We have probably a shit ton of different blood types. They keep travel of of us, but they're not using the fucking atoms. I, I just, the gene is just the same as saying an atom. It's the fucking, it's the shit you can't see that
0: they can build a narrative around. It's always very far away, very, you know, real far away, and you can't access it, just like space.
3: God, all cosmological shit is very behind science. You gotta be in fucking five beta capita to figure that shit out. You're
0: be an expert. It's all behind collectivism.
3: People spend years and years learning. You gotta learn all this shit. Very, very complicated. Very, very complicated. You gotta learn that shit when you're done learning, watching TV, and you're learning the esoteric secrets and all that shit. Then you figure it out, right? No, there ain't nothing to figure out. you are fucking with us. You avoid them.
2: Well, you remember that, uh, company that they announced their launch? It was, uh, man, I'm getting some really serious echo. Is that, has somebody got an open speaker?
3: I don't. I just hung up before. I'll try again. Right
2: there. i hang up. Uh, oh, you think that's on your end, Tom? Like right. <laughs> yeah, Google, had, yeah, that went away. Oh, yeah, I wonder what's going on on, uh. Sean's connection there. Anyway, uh, yeah, they had that. uh, Well, Google announced that that was years ago, and they were going to have a new company, sort of an offshoot of Google. And it was, I think, the guy, what's his name, Uh, Sergey Brin. The the, it was his wife that she's a she's a um, a researcher into uh, DNA. And it was an offshoot company where they're going to have a, a way. They said that they could uh, take your DNA and feed it into the computer, and it's going to tell you like what diseases you're prone to and all of that. And you pay a fee, and it's going to and it can tell you like, oh yeah, you're gonna, you got to. Be prone to breast cancer, and you can um, go get your tits cut off if you're a woman so you don't get breast cancer and all that shit. (laughs) Remember that? Angeline and John Lee was promoting it and stuff like that. Do you think that was real? It it went away. Where did it go? That's what I was wondering about.
5: It's just like a psyop to see how many people would cut their tits off just because they said she would.
2: I I don't don't know how how that worked out. I I don't think all chicks have their tits cut off yet, but.
5: Oh yeah, I've, God, I've, but... I've seen like one cut off tip in my life, and it was my mom's when I was a kid. Oh wow! It ain't pretty. It ain't pretty.
2: You saw it <clears> happening <throat> as it occurred?
5: No, no, no. I saw like the the, the surgery scar after the fact. Oh, she had a uh, a tumor, a mastectomy in the eighties. Yeah, oh. she had a mastectomy in the eighties.
2: Yeah, so that's uh, it's fairly common now. I mean, to get a mastectomy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what happened to that. It was like a, a defunct, or if it went underground, or whatever the hell they did it. But I remember it was a big deal for a while. This was like uh, four or five years ago, something like that.
0: Yeah. Wasn't there just that Theranos company in the last, the last two years, like riddled with you know lawsuits and shit about their bogus DNA? Uh, you know, misleading uh, claims and all this stuff. Some hotshot chick, I think, out of Stanford, like 22, I think, out of Stanford, 22 years old or something, claimed to invent some kind of medical blood testing thing that was going to say kind of shit. You know, give store the DNA and tell, tell all about it. I think you DNA know, is billion, real, billion.
2: but I think I think DNA is real, but it's so incredibly complex they can't freaking figure it out. They don't know what the hell is going on with it. No. That's, that's my take, junk, on it.
0: That's, that's what you know. That's what you don't understand is ninety percent of it's just junk, just junk.
2: Well, yeah, that's what they initially claim, but now it's like changing <laughs> to where they're saying, "Oh, it does something," and I don't know. It's but so like, cool. what is it
3: exactly? Who, who the Joe hell? Joe Gamma. Him? Joe Gamma taught us it's all code. The RNA tie club—it's for code. They can do it in the lab. They just use CRISPR. They do it on computers now.
2: Well, you know, they're saying they could uh, take—they could take uh, digital information and store it on DNA. That's another claim that they've just recently come out with.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the hustle. That's why. That's what Mendel was there for to. You know, not quite computer. Not quite. It's not really. It's not binary. It's uh He bought the. uh he made DNA, he made inheritance digital, like Matt, he put math to it, and then they ran with it, they, yeah, the same dude that, he gave the math for the Big Bang, he gave the math for fucking DNA, you know? Wasn't the guy, the, the Big that's Bang a guy, I guess that's a coincidence, you know?
2: He gave the math for what? What but, did you initially say?
3: For the Big Bang, and he oh, gave the, big the math yeah. for fucking for the, the genetic code, he—he's the guy that came up with the concept of the genetic code. <laughs> Joe Gamoff.
2: Joe Gamoff. <laughs> I, yeah.
3: uh,
2: I thought it was. I thought it was Crick his and name, Watson and Crick. His
3: name is George. They—they they visualized the image. On oh, happen. the double
2: helix! They discovered the so-called double helix, right?
3: Well, yeah. They use what? Uh, uh, some. They use some chick's picture and. They got an insight, and then they build a model, and they show they flew, they show them flashlights through the model onto the floor with a piece of it's fucking bullshit. They actually ray crystal. They crystalscribe that shit. It's they, F, it's it's F and You know,
2: you know, you know who? Uh, you
3: know uh, who? Uh, uh, Sagan's Sagan's uh, wife was uh, she's uh, the other one of those. Uh, Evolutionist. Oh yeah. I, I, oh, Lynn McGillis. Yeah. You know who f- she left him for? She left Carl Sagan for a fucking X ray crystallographer.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean that's if, if you know how the hustle goes. And when I say Temple Squire, I'm talking about Edward Kelly in uh in uh King Rudolph II's court hanging out with fucking Kepler and fucking Tyco
2: Tico Bra, Taku Hey,
3: yeah, he, he had drunken fucking antelopes, man. He got a moose drunk and killed it. Just Google that fucking <laughs>
0: motherfucker, man. It's fucking ridiculous. There's all these science stories. They're all they always like all back to this sick. kind of crazy shit. They're That's, always they're get
3: it, like they that motherfucker shoulder. up like four or three, you know, four or five different times, dude. To see if he had a, what his nose was made out of. He had a fake nose. He got his nose shot off. Just <laughs> <clears throat> I'm talking about Tycho Brock. He's the richest motherfucker in the uh, them where the fuck he's from.
0: Is he the one that poisoned the other guy? That poisoned uh, his, his no, mentor or whatever.
3: No, he, he didn't no, he died. Well they say he got poisoned and Kepler killed him.
0: Oh that's yeah. Like, okay.
3: Kinda like that's like the Shack school Shimon Shack he's he's a hero. But whatever, that's cool. Right.
0: Yeah, well no heroes, but
3: yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. But so got, yeah, yeah. He, supposedly he died because he's too polite to get up to take a piss so his bladder burst. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i have huh. almost to that. <laughs>
3: that's the special wiki story or whatever, I think. Yeah, it's one of yeah. It's fucking retarded. The uh, fucking, Von Carvin's fucking, uh, the dude who gave us Golem. The Golem, he was yeah. in fucking that court. He was in King Rudolph II's court.
0: So you're saying like, That's Aspen, executing that elephant, fits right in. Fits right in with all the goodness stuff. That's Bohemia.
3: That's just... it's frog. It's Bohemia. Yeah. That's why it's called the Bohemian fucking Grove. All that madness yeah. came, yes, it came from Bohemia. The real Bohemia. Yeah. Frog.
5: Yeah. Oh. Yep. Then the Bohemian like New York scene, Beatnik shit, all that stuff. Yeah, it's all Bohemian it's Czech, Republic, Czech
0: Republic shit. Killing moves.
3: Well, Killing hey, moves well, Bush student Frederick Terman, the dude who started Silicon Valley. Well, his fucking fame, best student is Oswald Garrison Villard. I got my Andrew Webs back. He was born in fucking Dobbs Ferry in New York. Sure. Have you ever been to... Yeah. That means he was fucking rich. To a distinguished family. He was the great-grandson of William Lloyd Garrison, the famous abolitionist, and the grandson of Henry Villard, owner of the New York Evening Post and The Nation, who financed the work of Thomas Edison, another the- theosophist. By coincidence, Villard. Jr.'s academic advisor was Terman, whose advisor was Bush, whose advisor was Ken- Kennelly, who worked for Edison. His father was Oswald Garrison Villard, owner of Post and the Nation, a prominent pacifist and civil rights activist. They're probably sculling bones. That's all Yale in here. So, he- At Stanford, Villard used radar to study electrical disturbances in the upper atmosphere caused by meteor trails, (laughs) nuclear explosions, and rocket launches. His most famous work may be his 1959 efforts in the over horizon radar, which worked by reflecting high-frequency radar from the ionosphere. If you can reflect fucking radar, you can reflect fucking voice, whatever. Billard, in 1969, with Stanford University, Stanford starred Gordon, right? She's classified work due to student protests. Billard moved his group to Stanford Research Institute, SRI, where he developed stealth technologies to counteract the radar and sonar he's working on. In the 1980s, he developed small antennas that could receive jam- Transmissions allowing many people to receive the Voice of America radio program, especially after Tiananmen Square protests of 1989. All right, I'm going to stop at the Voice of fucking America, because I'm always talking about fucking Alfred fucking Loomis, right? Let me Google his fucking son. Alfred who? Loomis? Noom- Alfred Loomis. 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 <laughs> Alfred. Alfred's mother... Fucking Loomis. The Alfred. guy that gave us the ramp. He's the fucking he's a real Lewis. Batman. He gave us he gave us a hustle behind fucking satellites and he gave us a hustle for motherfucking nukes.
2: Well his uh was butler was guy named guy. Alfred, right? And number one is always number two. His That's first president was Henry He fucking was
3: the real Simpson.
0: Batman. Fuck am I looking up?
2: Do you see the Batman episode where they have, they talk about how Batman's skull and bones and all that, or his dad was or something,
3: is? Yeah, they it's literally, they're making it, they're basing it on Alfred fucking Loomis. It's so all based these, on these man. Well, they're also these referred side, to themselves Cincinnati. as knights. What's his son? I'm trying to find his
0: son. The fuck is his punk ass son? You said the Society of Cincinnati?
3: Yeah. That means he owns this place. The Loomises the Loomises are like one of the first family of America's. No one ever hears them. Google the Loomis family.
2: Well, says Alfred Lee Loomis was an American attorney, investment banker, philanthropist, scientist, physicist, inventor of the LORAN long-range navigation system, and lifelong patron of scientific research.
5: Wasn't Fargo Lewis the bank or uh, Wells Fargo? Wasn't that Loomis Fargo before it was Wells yep. Fargo? Yes,
3: well, there's Loomis. that fucking saved them. It's, it's all the same family. Yeah, no, they on the armored cars and stuff? Ezra, yeah, Ezra, car Ezra, Ezra Pounds a fucking Loomis. He just he just didn't call himself by Loomis. This is his fucking... Henry. All right, here we go. Loomis was married to Ellen... Well, all right. First, I'm going to I take you back to, like, the basic shit. You've heard of Hilton Head, right? You're in the East Coast, right? You're up there, right? Uh Still head island. He bought that motherfucker with his brother in law, Landon K. 4 They set up the electrical grid. They started the. They put. Yeah, they fucking made a big ass trust that put the electrical grid together. Hmm. Landon K. J, J, uh, Carrie. Carrie married. Fucking uh, Julius Stimson Thorn. The, the Stimson stands for fucking Henry Stimson. He was the Secretary of War for the, during the Second World War. He was the real head of the Manhattan Project. And it just so happens his first cousin and his protege gives us fucking sonochemistry and the Rand.
0: Was Stimson the Navy, the head of the Navy or something, too?
3: Stimson was the Secretary of fucking War. And he was twice. I think he was during the First World War, too.
5: He was undertapped in, like, 1911 to 1913. William Bonesman.
3: Well, whatever. You know, I, I, I bumped into Voice of America a second ago, and I forget where. But his son... His son, Henry, was the head of the corporation for Public Broadcasting. Oh. And and he had another son named Farnsworth. He's a physician and a professor at Brandeis. Farnworth's grandson is Reed Hastings, co-founder of Netflix. Google Reed Hastings and his fucking family.
2: Yeah. yeah, I wonder if they own the what Hastings, uh, chain. It's a regional chain here called Hastings, and it's, uh, movies and books and crap. They just went under. I wonder if that's him. Oh,
3: okay. That would be
0: interesting. I think, it's
3: every, I think, I think everyone who movies great. should go under. I think we should ban movies.
0: But then again, I don't believe in, you know, politics. <laughs> what do they call it in we'll, the Brave New world? Beelies. The the yeah, Beelies. He's, he's,
3: they're fucking with us so
0: bad. You should... Yeah.
3: They want us to watch all the movies we can. They're happy as fuck The more movies we watch, the happier they are.
5: I'm more movies, shit, the more movies we watch, the smarter we become. That's yeah. the sad truth about it. That's that's our mainstream... If you uh, watch
0: my movies... That's true. Education. That's true. Yeah. If you watch... Throw on China.
5: an Oliver Stone flick if you want some history, you know, if you want some fucking history, throw on, you know, Snowden or JFK, and then you're going to get, you know, the real mainstream media version, not the mainstream media's watered-down obligation of reporting. You're going to get some truth out of Oliver Stone there.
3: Yeah, movies are probably pretty good <laughs> for your G factor.
5: He's a fucking Buddhist. <laughs> Oliver Stone's a Buddhist, and that's theosophy and shit. His son's Is a Muslim? T.I. Muslim. Yeah, Shia Muslim. Oh man,
3: this boy's gonna straighten him out. Sean Stone's gonna straighten him out because he's gonna do a TV show with the uh, Jay Dyer. He's straighten <laughs> <this show. laughs> I knew it was
0: coming. I knew, I knew it was coming. That Oliver Stone's gonna lead into the Jay Dyer. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, Sean Stone's the real deal, dude.
0: Oh yeah, B- BMF. <laughs> dude, dude's legit. <laughs> dude, a I saw a picture of him. Uh, I saw a picture of him on LinkedIn with like this, like dude, a uh, M real im real Rockefeller <laughs> or something, you know? Like, Supreme Rockefeller each other, you know? Some some dude rocking it, yeah, something like Supreme, Supreme Rockefeller, Ramp. yeah. We talked about him before.
3: Supreme <laughs> Rockefeller, <laughs> <laughs> is that Jay Z? Wait, wait, is that a rapper?
2: <laughs> no, some other dude is a white guy.
5: It's a what happened to
2: him? What happened to Supreme? Mm-hmm.
0: To Supreme? You
3: no, know, Chris, uh, white uh, guys can be rappers too. I, 2017. I, I, I it depends I don't know.
0: on how you identify. <laughs>
3: you can be racial fluid.
2: Is that okay now?
3: Yeah. I didn't think it was okay. Fluid you be me. mental fluid, racial fluid. Yeah.
2: Racially fluid. <laughs> I don't know why
3: you'd you be a white rapper.
2: Well, I don't know how that would work, but I'm racial good at fluidity. It. Man, I'm getting a freaking something's going on. <clears throat> Excuse me, I never mind. <clears throat> Technical shit.
3: Well yeah. I've ran out of stuff to complain about.
0: Have you ever heard of Lloyd Pye? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> very <laughs> <He's ridiculous>. Brilliant. <laughs> that's what I that's what I think. That's what I heard about Lloyd Pike. Is he the guy who like got man? the
2: uh, skull that he says is from an alien? Yeah, and yeah He got, he got nailed with the
0: Star Child nonsense. The yeah, Star Skull. Uh, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He the does the whole thing,
5: sauce. dude. He does an ancient aliens, bigfoot, Star Child. <laughs> He's a fucking uh, military intelligence guy.
0: You know his presentation on why the human foot. Can't be from the chimpanzee is really, uh, is really is really compelling. I gotta tell you,
3: I have to agree with the My foot is not from a chimpanzee.
0: <laughs> well, the, the point, I can't grab, point, shit. I can't point even grab my shoes in the morning. I
2: just base it on the fact that evolution theory is just complete horseshit. Maybe that's a a way
0: to approach it. <laughs> I mean, maybe you just don't understand it.
2: Not, oh, that's what know. they say, but I can't get anybody that understands it to fucking <laughs>
0: support it. So
3: you just don't understand population genetics, dude, and bacterial changes. Oh. Is that about herd immunity too?
0: Do you do you know about herd immunity? Yeah, you gotta look
3: importance. up R A Fisher, he's a genius. He's really good at math <laughs> and statistics. Really, really smart. He's a professor. He's a he was a Francis Galton professor at fucking UCO. U- UCO. Uh,
0: and he wants to, you know, make sure you don't you don't have any children. Like, very very,
3: very, very smart man. He's <laughs> figured out all the s- statistics that showed you that how <sighs> Mendel fucking turned into Darwin and that's why we got the <laughs> neo Darwinism. It's all fucking beautiful, hey, man. It's all have you simple. ever read book? It's kind of like the wave function.
2: Well, let me read Speaking you this. Your fluidity. Let me, have you ever, oh, let me read you this from the uh, Dahas Vatara. The, uh, so he goes through eight phases. The first is the fish phase, and then it's the tortoise phase, and then it's the boar phase, and then he goes through the half-man, half-lion, and then he goes through the dwarf, and he goes to the warrior with the axe. But it's all the steps, it's all the progression, like starts out with the fish and he goes and he develops into a man. That's all, that's all, uh, ancient Hindu shit. And then Pythagoras goes over there and studies with the Brahmins and shit. And then he gets all that, brings it back to the Greeks. And then you can go look at where all the British aristocrats and shit were talking about that. Like a hundred years before Darwin, they were banning, they were banning around these ideas about evolution. And that's where all that comes from, from this, from, uh. Ancient Hindu well, shit.
3: <clears throat> his, his grandfather yeah. was, back was the His grandfather was pushing that shit at the Lunar Society. Erasmus, yeah. The natural selection nonsense came from fucking his grandfather. That hereditary mechanism. Well,
2: yeah, he had he had, a, he had that all laid out, was, but then he was allegedly who, a. Who uh, did, he
3: just so he, happened to be Francis Galton's grandfather too.
2: Right. And he he allegedly was he allegedly was the original, uh, th- um, e- what is it evolutionary theologist or uh, theistic theistic evolutionist? Right, uh, Darwin's uh, granddad. Uh, Erasmus. Erasmus. Dar. Yeah. yeah. But he he already had it all young, laid bro. out. He had already had it all laid out. But then he was saying, oh. "Well, this is how God oh. creates the universe." So he basically was a Hindu masquerading as a christian and putting hindu philosophy out and then uh charles it, it, took
3: a, yeah charles the narrative says charles took a boat ride and wrote a fucking you know a journal
2: yeah and he and carefully that studied boat ride he, and
3: that journal explained he, his grandfather's theory
2: sean the man busted his ass scientifically studying <laughs> finches and then he had a eureka moment don't don't tell me he wasn't a hard-working naturalist and good scientist charles darwin how, how have you read that account that, that
3: motherfucker no he was not hard-working actually there's funny stories about him if you i listen to podcasts got like on the bbc with nelvin bragg and his hustling that i listen to him like just to hear the narrative and they just tell stories about how Darwin was just sitting in his garden all retarded. <laughs> well he was heavily <laughs> inbred. I mean, the he couldn't help would it. have funny stories about a stupid ass running around. He wouldn't do nothing, he'd just walk around his garden and look retarded. Yeah.
2: He was so inbred. <laughs> like his family <laughs> like half like most of his kids died, he was so inbred. He was I think he married his like first cousin and had a bunch yeah, of kids with first her and...
3: cousin. I think Einstein married his first cousin. Yeah, well, lots of people used to marry their first cousin, especially in their
2: hmm
0: yeah I was that's just yeah, that's
2: <clears throat> yeah. really common
0: yeah that's there's just, that account yeah. he wrote where he has sex with the uh, the black woman and he like uh, he you know he records like his his feelings about after having sex with the black woman that shit is priceless I've never read heard of that
3: shit. but it sounds like what they do they're weird as shit. oh yeah
0: Darwin wrote it he's like uh, that the, the creature was much you know quite human <laughs> it's like it was just like having sex with a human woman, you know?
3: Is, it, is that any weirder than saying I flew to the moon
4: on a fucking spaceship?
0: Well, Does I think he, think he probably really did have sex with the, the woman,
4: you know? I no, I'm just the, saying, it, writing
0: that down and fucking, you know,
3: I can believe that can happen because they actually write down stories and say they flew to the moon and we all believe it.
0: Well, that was on television, Sean. You know it's true because it was on TV. Everyone saw it on TV. Yeah, so, you know. I seen it. Yeah, I seen it too on TV. It looked weird on TV, you, but that's still. The what movie. about how they say? Everyone says we went to the moon. You know, that's so weird. We went to the moon. Bitch, I go nowhere. You know, I go no moon. Well, I just had uh,
2: people like will comment on the nuke video and it says, "What? How, how do you think we blew up Hiroshima, and Nagasaki? You fucking <laughs> moron!" It's like I don't know, dude. I wasn't with you when you blew up Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always the we. Hey, you think we killed all them people? <laughs>
2: yeah, throw that. Any anytime somebody says, well, "Who's this they?" I just had a friend of mine ask me that. Is that the they, you always talk. I said, "Well, what about we? Who's this fucking we?" They always talking Everybody's always <laughs> talking about. I wasn't. I, I'm not. I'm not blowing up brown people over in Iraq right now. I ain't fucking with it anyway. <laughs> Well
0: We'll see. We did that because uh, they elected Trump, but we dropped the nuke. Like what the fuck are you talking about, man? I didn't
5: know. Wait wait, 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 wait. If there's
0: if
3: there's no nukes, why is Trump talking about nukes? And why do we need? Why do we have to have espionage and spies? Why do we have Jason Bourne's? What fucking secret do the Jason Bourne's find? Nuke secrets?
2: Oh, you mean the spy guys that that are out there, the men of danger that are trying to save us from the uh, Al-Qaeda's and shit? I don't... Yeah, what are they looking for? Oh, they're keeping the nuclear. secrets?
3: secrets, Nuke secrets? I mean, what... You got... There ain't no nuclear weapons. So, the Bay of Pigs is bullshit. Cold War is
5: fucking bullshit. What happened when, uh... What What
3: happened when Donald... That's how we got the whole... We got the whole space program
2: from Sputnik. You want to talk about? I thought Sean.
3: I thought
0: Von Brown's brothers.
2: I thought Sean wanted to talk about Trump. He doesn't want to talk about. Yeah, Trump.
0: let's talk about Trump. You and know Biden. what
2: happened when um, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump took office? It, that's Trump. that was the announcement of a new reality TV show, like Trump goes to Washington. That's that's what that's all about, <laughs> man. It's a reality TV is, show. Plain and the
3: simple. The White House is a television studio. Always. Yes. Been.
2: Absolutely. It's
3: a television studio. I've been there. It's a fucking television studio. You I went to the, the White did, House, but,
0: man? Did you go yeah, inside the old office? I a little tour. Are you like a PSYOP ex? Are you working? You're like, uh, are you working for the Deep State show? You've been to this the White deep House? Man? That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. Yeah,
3: I was at the deep, deep State end of the <clears> White House.
0: <laughs> they hide killers in the landscaping field. I was,
3: I was in the esoteric section of the White House.
0: <laughs> You've seen Lloyd Pye books. <laughs> they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Yeah, have you heard yeah. of that guy? Oh, no one, that Lloyd Pye guy?
3: There's, hey, there's no one, no one's working there. There's a bunch of people taking tours.
0: It's that just fucking weird. That always seems weird too. It's they're fucking with us so bad.
2: No, it's ridiculous.
3: <clears throat>
2: no, it's a movie like you set. Go like it's a total movie set. I mean, Weird. it's nothing goes on there. Do you think legislation gets made in the, any of those buildings? Why do they need to be so done up and fancy? It's like nothing. It's it's all it's Dude, I, thought, I told you
3: before, I went to law school with Ranch Priebus. Ranch ain't running shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> But he
2: can talk a good game, and he can be on TV and say shit and exactly. look a certain way exactly. and talk a certain way. Yeah. That's exactly. how it works. Maybe a cool name.
3: name. I see him on the, on, yeah, on the interwebs. When I, Is it, you know, ran- it Ranch
2: Priebus? Like, Ranch?
3: It's, it's like ran- That's not his real name. I think it's Reinholds or something, but it's it called oh. it Ranch. I
0: don't know how to say okay. it. From which Why, <laughs> <laughs> what's up with the presidents all having different names too? Not all of them, but you know, like uh, Bill Clinton had a different name. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Ford had some crazy name. You ever no, been to that
2: uh, Chipotle place? They got a pretty good ranch previous. So I've had that. <laughs> uh, pretty tasty.
3: <laughs> that Diarrhea. That, that's why Trump picked him because he's he's giving the salads, the toppings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally you know, a joke, man. Because uh, yeah, well, right, I put right those videos where the where the guy did. You, you, did you recall that video? Well, I don't know if you, you all saw it on the on the blog. And the guy's like, uh, he's a performance artist, and he goes and he he went and followed Donald Trump around for like two years. Yeah. And then he did yeah. a documentary that was title, about it. Yeah. And then he was and then in that documentary he talked about how Trump is a performance artist too, just like he is. So it was like perform- it was a performance president. art piece on a performance artist going about his business as a performance artist. He's that's what they said it was. That's what he said he was doing. It says a performance art piece about a performance artist shadowing another performance artist which was Donald Trump. And that was the whole documentary was centered around that theme, but they said in there he's a performer he Trump is a performance artist always has you been. know
3: how masonic you know how masonic he is, you know how Masonic the founding fathers were you know they got Washington as his big old shit up in you know Alexandria or whatever their powdered wigs were fucking white Donald Trump. <laughs> Made his powdered wig fucking orange, and
2: his fucking skin is orange. It's, it's
3: trans. It's trans. He's just covered you know, to, totally in he's powdered, like, powder, Fuck, I'm just gonna be orange.
2: It's instead of powdered wig powder, it's tang. Like the left over from the moon. Orange.
4: Yeah. Well, his eyes are white. Around his eyes, it's white like a clown. And he's yeah, he's got orange hair and orange skin, and he pooches his. Lips out, he makes ridiculous faces <laughs> all the time. Oh man, he's a literal clown. Yeah,
3: he's, he's painted orange,
4: <laughs> and no one notices.
3: <laughs> they had a
2: Simpsons skit, I saw, caught a segment of that where they where he gets up. I guess he's getting up and he's getting ready to go uh, to public appearance. And he's, like, got those uh, sun tanning bed goggles on, you know, those ones. And then they and then they come in and they just, like, spray paint them with, uh, they, they put that over his eyes to keep the spray paint on his eyes, and they just spray paint him his color. I thought that was pretty funny.
3: They must do that to the Donald.
2: Well, yeah, that was in that cartoon.
3: But hey, it, you got to believe in Trump, in damn
0: it. Just need to give him a chance. You know they put he, he he appointed that wrestling. Vince McMahon's wife he got like a an appointment. You know the wrestling oh, okay. got an appointment. You know. <laughs> she better be. It's incredible. incredible. Yeah. He I mean, shaved. the shaved.
3: in the WWE he, he, Hall he of Fame. goddammit. She better watch herself. The <laughs> Donald's in the WWE Hall. I ain't making that up either. He's literally in the WWE Hall of Fame.
2: Oh, he's in the Hall of Fame. I didn't know that. That's awesome.
3: He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. You're oh, Well, hey, my first. That's, that's better What's that. Jay Dyer's president is in the fucking WWE Hall <laughs> of
2: Fame. They say Texas turned it over for Trump. So no, your <laughs> you your people did it, Sean.
3: Well, shit. You, I ain't never voted in my life, so I ain't nothing to do with that bullshit.
0: <laughs> what about we? It's more like we, right? We or they. We. Well, you, would you rather have him
3: be.
2: or Hillary in there?
3: That's the real thing. I don't give important. a fuck who's in there. I don't pay attention. They can kiss my ass. Whoever's in there is who's supposed to be in there. The
2: kiss my ass it.
0: thing is part of wrestling. They, they make well, him kiss of their ass.
2: Well, yeah. Just like it? Well,. I don't want to yeah. even hear. I, I don't want to hear Hillary, Hillary Clinton's voice anymore, even on accident. I don't want to. You know what I mean? It's so it's kind of nice that there won't be so much of that around to have to go out of your way to avoid. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> that bitch will probably be running in two thousand forty.
2: <laughs> Are they going to give her the life extension right like Kissinger has? Because she'll be around a long damn time. If that's the case.
3: Yeah. Right her now, my, her, be her, uh, her be her fucking foreign advisor, or whatever, Secretary of State. Her be one hundred and fifty-eight. Should be ninety-seven.
5: Right, right now, on the uh, internet bookies that I visit, um, Oprah Winfrey is a uh, bigger favorite to win next uh, presidential election than um who is the Jewish guy that ran? Bernie. Wow. Bernie has a worse has worse odds than Oprah Winfrey for the next election on the Holy Internet shit. bookies. Oh
0: my god. Joe Lieberman.
5: That's a tell. Are you f- guy, these guys f- on to trends analyzing those bets?
2: Well Hulk Hogan said he, he was like talking about it, so <laughs> I, I don't why the hell not? Just go ahead and bring the <laughs> bring hulk hogan it's right in the
3: it. tv show and trump trump's good at this shit you're right i'd rather have trump he makes,
0: he makes funny faces <clears throat> and i was tired of hillary Clinton. is the iron sheik eligible to run for president or, or is that not okay
2: no he's a foreigner dude you can't have him run for no. president i don't think
0: vice can he be vice president I, I, I can't I, I, believe
2: Hawk Hogan, Hogan man and Hulk I
3: mean. Hogan haven't been arrested for taking down the Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they, they said, said they were
2: going to do it, and they did it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers running around in their goddamn pajamas, blowing up buildings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the steroids, man, they'll, they'll do it to you, Yeah. They were legal then, I think. So Turn, I guess they weren't pajamas. I guess those are more like swim trunks.
5: <laughs> Kanye West and Kevin Spacey are also on the... Uh, I just opened up the uh, sportsbook.ag uh, where I gamble. And uh, Kevin Spacey is on the presidential list with Kanye West. And what? they run at 250 to 1 odds right now and Donald Trump is 2 to 1 and Oprah Winfrey is 25 to 1 Michelle Obama is 35 to 1 and Bernie Sanders is 40 to 1 according to bookies right now are you, hey, you kidding that me style? No, wait a minute 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 wait a minute
2: is this for what yes. the for next election you're saying and they're taking yeah, bets is, on it
5: um, the 2020 president election, yeah, and it's through, it's through Sportsbook.ag, uh, okay. Sportsbook.com. That's uh, internet oh, bookie that I use. I knew. thought
2: you were making shit up. This that's oh man, it, you can't you can't you can't that's tell real. real anymore. You can't tell anymore.
5: It's you can't. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. And yeah, if you go to the bottom, Kevin Spacey is 250 to one odds, and Kanye West is 250 to one odds. George Clooney is 150 to one Holy odds, shit. and then it, Sarah Palin is 100 to one odds. But, but again, uh, the, uh, and Jeb Bush is in there at 100 to one odds too. Is Doctor Phil going to run? <laughs> they don't. They don't have him. They don't have any trends pegged on the on the internet site yet. So he's not listed of the top, however many they have. Kevin Spacey, Spacey and Kanye West are at the bottom at 250 to one. And Donald Trump's the favorite two to one. So you can go to and Vegas and get a bookie Warren.
2: right now and put a bet on one of these candidates. Or is that what you're saying? It's in the it's in the sports.
5: Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It's, it's not in Vegas though. It's the internet bookies. Like there, I play I play internet poker a lot, and I use one website called Sportsbook, and they also like primarily their business is taking bets, and they also have a poker room. Are you so, you can go to the you're trying, hey, I'll wait, send you trying
2: you're trying to convince me the multiverse is real, and i I freaking slipped, in the, <laughs> I slipped hey, in, i'm gonna
5: know. i'm gonna email you the link right now
2: okay, I'll put it in the chat
5: <clears throat> <laughs> i I guess I could I'll just throw it in the chat, sorry, actually, I'll send it to both of you guys all
2: the way email well, it or whatever yeah, I didn't know if you were at the chat or not, yeah.
5: But yeah, it's uh it's real. Yeah. Alright. Uh, I shipped it off to you and I'll post it in the chat right now too. So what are you guys gonna
2: that's the next question is who's who are you gonna bet on?
5: I I always go with the dog, so I'm taking I'm taking fucking Kanye.
2: Kanye? That's a pretty I think that's pretty good.
5: <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with
3: the rap angle, but I'm gonna go with Shine because he's a political fan who and he's a Jew and he lives in Israel. Yeah. Shine,
2: always better. He's than a you.
3: rapper with the. He's a rapper with the. Tough Daddy and them. He was in the. He got a. They put supposedly he went to jail because he shot up a club. When with Jay, Jennifer Lopez and Tough Daddy. His dad is the current prime minister of fucking Belize.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: His mom's fucking brother. Was the other fucking <laughs> prime minister of the other time? Wow! <laughs> Is that, that? That reminds uh, me. Yeah. He changed his name to Moses Michael Levy. He's born Jamal Michael Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shine. He, play, he had that rap song. With, it's a with Barrington Levy. Yeah, it's a famous think that's rap. Snow. No, this fucking Shine.
5: That that reminds me of. Uh... Uh, Tom Morello's great-granduncle is, yeah, is the first... The fucking uh, guy. Yeah, yeah Kenyatta. Uh, yeah. I, I can't remember his name. Zomo Kenyatta or Jomo Kenyatta. And that dude is the first uh, democratically elected president and the father of Kenya. And he's all over the money. And that, that dude's great-grandnephew is uh, raging against the machine communist band. <laughs> and Jomo well, Kenyatta cool. wants a fucking school at London School of Economics and Communist Toilers School and the Quaker School.
3: Yeah. His, yeah. his uncle's name was Finnegan. The
0: but, you know... Uh, that the, uh, Maynard from uh, uh, he went to West, West Point, his, right? He was like a West Point grad in the army.
3: Yeah. Bob Marley's dad was Jewish. Uh, one of Bob Marley's sons, one of them, uh, what's his name? Uh, he lives in Israel. He's Jewish.
5: Uh, I want to bring this like, Jewish.
2: I want to bring this up before I forget. Uh, yeah, Jim sent me uh, a link to this guy. Uh, he, he's like a Darwinist, and he's kind of a pop, one of those kind of an atheist populist, you know, out there <clears throat> popularizing atheism. Daniel Dennett. He's got an interesting uh, background. He was born in Boston, Massachusetts, son of Ruth Marjorie and Daniel Clement Dennett Jr. Dennett was spent part of his childhood in Lebanon. Lebanon where during World War II, his father was a covert counterintelligence agent with the Office of Strategic Services, posing as a cultural attaché to the American Embassy in Beirut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, then you start looking into people. these um, these uh, people, these like uh, pop scientism popularizers. Oh. And they all have. <laughs> Sam Harris's mother wor- there's, wrote there's, all those sitcoms. You talked about that forty huh? Sam Harris's uh, mother was. Uh, she she wrote like shit tons of sitcoms. Like there was an old sitcom soap. She she was a writer on that. She was. Uh, she it, it, she,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, she was. Uh, I can't even, yeah, Sam Harris's mother yeah, I was. Stomach,
3: a, I can't stomach that fucking guy.
0: I'm googling him right now.
2: Yeah, check out his mother. So
3: bad, Billy. Sorry.
0: No, go ahead. You know that, that Dan Carlin guy from that, that uh, Hardcore History show? You ever listen to that show? I don't know if you heard right that shit, but his family's like uh, fucking deep in Hollywood, too, oddly enough. Not not that he's, you know, on the same caliber, but something just sparked my mind. He, his parents wrote, one of his parents wrote for, like, a sitcom. And, uh, I don't know.
1: They're
3: dad, I mean... It- JFK's dad made his first fortune in the movie business. He started RKO. RKO, right. Yeah. Just fucking wrap your mind around that. JFK's dad started RKO. Bobby got killed in fucking La La
0: Land. Ronald Reagan discovered Marilyn Monroe, photographer, right? Was the first photographer to to capture Marilyn Monroe, uh, allegedly. Ronald Reagan. Story time. Yep.
2: What was that again? I got... (coughs) Ronald, Ronald Reagan, Reagan. Second, photo- yeah. was the first to photograph Marilyn Monroe is what you're saying
0: Ronald Reagan Ronald the president photographer yeah was a photographer when he was in the army or some shit like that and uh and he went to tour a munitions factory or something and uh Marilyn Monroe was working there, you know Norma Jean or whatever yeah and he he was the first one to like uh norma the photographer and like made her you know get got her push or whatever. Oh really?
2: <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, Old and Ron, she was like Ronny. totally some kind of like MK Ultra, you know what I mean? Some kind of like MK yeah. Ultra sounding like backstory, where she was like in and out of foster home, married at fifteen, and you know all this crazy shit. But yeah, the Gipper, the Gipper got her. The Gipper got her.
3: He's a hell of
0: an actor. He's a pretty good actor for president. The
2: monkey or him? Well, he gave oh, some okay. good speeches. Monkey. I thought. I thought. I thought uh, Reagan gave some pretty good, good heart tugging speeches. I know Sean probably like gets a tear in his eye when he hears some of Reagan's old talks and stuff, don't you, Sean? Oh
3: yeah.
2: I mean, I living in Texas, I mean, it's kind of mandatory.
3: I get moved. My stomach hurts a little bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> you can. Excellent.
3: I mean, I, I've never they—they they all annoy the fuck out of me. Uh, uh, Maggie Thatcher put up a. She had a portrait of uh, Dorothy Hodgkins in their, uh in Ten Downing Street when she was in there. She was a uh, the J of J D Burnell, like a very communist motherfucker.
4: Weird as fuck.
3: Just read it. He wrote a strange book. I can't remember it off the top of my head. What, World Made Flesh or some shit, I think? It's crazy as fuck. J.D. Burnell. That's, that's who Dorothy Hodgkins... That's the lineage that Maggie Thatcher, the Iron Lady, you know, she's going to reform the, you know, reform, keep some liberals in fucking line. That's,
2: yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was a good call, fellas. What did we learn, gentlemen? We went... Uh.
5: Lloyd Pie blows. Lloyd yeah, Pie right, blows. Lloyd Pye.
0: Goddamn Lloyd Pie. Lloyd Pie's got a lot of air tonight. Yeah. Breathe some air into his own and Sean's going to be president
2: Sean's going to be president
3: you heard it first here
2: put your bets go to Vegas it's going to be Julian put your bets on Sean alright alright well thanks y'all for calling in Brian, or Dr. Fuster Cluck. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, Sean, thanks a lot, man. Central Colorado Russ, man, thank you for calling in. Who do we got on New York? Got some unidentified caller inners. Who's Central Colorado? Yep, it's me. Thanks a lot, man, for calling in. Appreciate it. You're actually in Central Colorado? Smack dab in the center of Colorado? Pretty much. Denver. Denver. That's right. Yeah, Denver. How's the weather in Denver right now?
5: It's a little overcast, probably about 41 degrees.
2: Do you have a traffic report?
5: No, I'm outside, and I'm oh, using okay. my five cents reality.
2: That's always good <laughs> to do. We always try to promote that yeah. on the Hoax special call. But, uh... <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Did I miss anybody? Who Who is New York? Uh, I don't think they ever chimed in. Sometimes I get mixed up, especially when I got other technical shit going on. At the same time, I'm trying to like uh, keep track of who's on the calls. But anyway, thanks for calling in. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put you guys on mute. So we don't get any feedback. Close up shop. Check out Hex, hoaxbusterscall.com Do 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 Yeah, that was a pretty good call in spite of the technical foibles. Um, do. Uh, yeah, check out hoaxbusterscall.com. I can turn that down so I can hear myself think but anyway yeah everybody that's still in the chat thanks for coming out Uh, what else I don't know what other things are coming up in the works I guess we'll just have to stay tuned Uh, just keep it between the ditches keep your powder dry keep your powdered wig powder dry uh, keep it real in the field. Uh, all of that stuff. Hopefully, we'll talk to you next Monday. Alright, everybody. Take care. Have a good night.
3: For listening to the Hoaxbusters Call, you can subscribe to the podcast at hoaxbusterscall.com. You can support the Hoaxbusters Call by rating it on iTunes, sharing it on social media. Fire off a donation at hoaxbusterscall.com. Conspicuous graffiti in public places. Hoaxbusters Call. Conspiracy. Or just theory.
0: Russians have the RS-28 Sarmat rocket. It is so powerful it can destroy a landmass the size of Texas or France.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>
5: way to describe it, Uh, you know, there's one aspect, the the part of
3: being outside that uh, is really similar to being in the NBL, the uh, training facility, the neutral buoyancy lab, the big swimming pool we have at uh, Johnson Space Center down in Houston. Um, Everything looks the same in that uh, swimming pool, but outside, you know, there's a a big earth going by, there's uh, sunsets and sunrises to to kind of wake you up or brighten, kind of blind your eyesight. and So just the, the view is what's uh, completely different. That's what uh, takes your breath away when you're uh, trying to get back to the business of uh, doing your work. And amazingly enough, the Earth is just uh, rotating by underneath you. And, uh, you know, we talk about spacewalks, but it's a bit of a misnomer. It's more like uh, space floating. You're really not out
0: there walking. And I guess uh, the best analogy I can uh, tell everybody is if you could imagine yourself scuba diving in a suit of armor, that's about what spacewalking is like.
1: In 1914, Europe had embarked on the greatest war in history. While America
5: stayed neutral, Hollywood discovered the power of film as propaganda. By the time the war was over... Hollywood itself was ready to conquer the world
0: uh, did the uh, did the northern uh, first people start licking bones and rocks? no we we discovered that
2: you know th- the science as it figures out going, hey, this is porous material. If I lick porous
0: material, it's going to stick to my tongue. Holy fuck, that's a fossil. <sighs> waiting on a tax return, hopefully it ends up in your hands.